What's up, ladies and gents? Welcome to Basement Side Chats. I'm your host, Deeg, here late night on the other side of the world, here with Mighty Teapot. How's it going, Teapot? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on, and it's going very well. Thank you. I'm delighted to hear that. Um, so, Mighty Teapot, briefly introduce yourself to the podcast audience. What do you do? What do you, you're on Twitch, right? You're a streamer. That's right. I stream Guild Wars 2 pretty much every day. I talk about every aspect of the game and, you know, through its ups and downs. I'll roast the game. I'll praise the game. We'll mess around. We'll run some events. We'll try and have a good time. That's, that's me. And how long have you been streaming? How long have I been streaming? That is a pretty good question, actually. You know, <laughs> keeping track of time is my only weakness, as quite a lot of my viewers, I'm sure, will be aware of. Um, I think I've been streaming for about, about well, I've been streaming like every day for about, or more or less every day, for about three, about three years now. Okay. A little bit over three years. And before that, I was doing it like a little bit, like another year before as well. So the first one of your streams I was able to find was what the um, day one of the, the third raid wing, which would have been in the middle of 2016, I think. Yes. That was a long, long time ago, of course. Yeah, that was, I think, yeah, I, for some reason, I have that entire VOD saved, actually. It's, it's like a 17, I think it's 17 hours yes. long. Or yes. Or maybe even more than that, actually. It might be a little bit longer. Um, because we had the really bright idea, because we just finished progressing um, through Zera. And let me tell you, Zera was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> uh, the fight was a little bit unstable. And we got it to 10% about five times or something ridiculous like that. And then every oh single God. time, the boss, uh, rather the encounter, would crash and kick us all out of the instance, and we'd have to go all the way over again. Uh, and obviously, we hadn't got it down yet, right? So we would wipe, right? We'd get stuck, we'd get demoralized. I was like, oh, what is this? So it took us an incredibly long time, perhaps longer than it should have done, to finally take Zara down. And then after that, we were like, you know what? We are so intelligent. We are so big brain that it is time to actually do wing one and two after that as well. Just finish, you know, just finish it off, like get the clear, you know, kill everything. Don't know why we did that, but that's, yeah, it made the stream very long. That's some dedicated rating. Progression? Was it the world first? Uh, that, this was actually the first time when QT uh, raised their head, in fact. Uh, QT got worlds first. QT, Quantify, right? Uh, I believe Quantify, yeah, that's right. Quantify, probably one of the more most infamous guilds, or famous infamous uh, guilds in the raid scene for sure now sadly departed but yeah that was the first time we started they kind of really started rising to fame was around wing three and it was my first interaction with them as well like they were in my chat right we were kind of memeing it up going crazy right you know saying that they were ddosing us right you know qt was ddosing us you know so we <laughs> couldn't get worlds first all that sort of stuff so yeah it was uh, some good fun those halcyon days dude oh yeah absolutely you know like the, the days of innocence is uh <laughs> Uh, not a care in the world, new raids to look forward to on a regular basis. Yeah, wow, incredible. <laughs> my, my, how the times have changed. Indeed, indeed. So let's back this up. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, game we're talking about is Guild Wars 2. Guild Wars 2 is an MMO. Uh, it's still largely free to play. I think as time goes on, it gets more and more so. Um, and uh, it's been through quite a journey. So Teapot, um, I, of course, I have so many questions for you. So here's the thing. Hit me. You have, you have me at a disadvantage because I've been watching Tea Time for years, right? And 
I know you. I have a thousand questions I can I can ask. Um, actually, I kind of feel like I should briefly tell you about my experience with Guild Wars, just to lay some brief groundwork. Would you be okay with that? Sure, let's go. Okay. Tell me. So, uh, this won't take long. Basically, um, I started playing in 2015. I had played Guild Wars 1 back in the day when I was in college. Um, yes, I'm old. And uh, in 2015... I went through a weird period in my life where I convinced my wife to play video games with me and we played oh, Guild Wars 2 together. That's big. Every night for a year in the year leading up to Heart of Thorns. So uh, I think probably other than release, the biggest year of Guild Wars hype that, that, I, that I've seen. Um, that long stretch leading up to the Heart of Thorns, the first expansion for Guild Wars 2 was where they did those class, the, the, specializ the specialization reviews over... Uh, 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 not reviews, um, teases over time, the mastery teases, everything. They kind of played it out slowly. And then, of course, the expansion hits. Um, eventually, my, my wife moved on to other things, but I kept playing. Um, I think that over time, the thing, the, the goal that I kind of latched onto was the legendary armor from the raid, which I picked away at over the course of the next two years after Heart of Thorns. Um, while, while just logging in for story content. And eventually I did get. And basically the day I got the legendary armor is kind of the last day I stopped being a dedicated Guild Wars player. I kind of ran out of goals, things to care about. Um, but it's a game that I love and I still pay a lot of attention to. I watch content about it even though I'm not playing it because I love the game. I always wanted more fun in the game. Um, that's, that's kind of me. That makes sense? That's the story of every Guild Wars 2 player. Well, the end part is anyway. Uh, but yeah, Why is that, do you think? Why people always want more from the game? Yeah. Uh, because, well, you know, I said this, and, you know, I'll, I'll be a little bit provocative seeing as we're on camera. Um, you know, the, the only way to truly enjoy Guild Wars 2 is to think about the game for what it is, not what it could be. Um, mm -hmm. If you think about the, if you think about where Guild Wars 2 should be or could be or whatever kind of word you want to use to describe it, your word, you're going to cry uh you know this I, I would actually i would actually make a very strong statement on this and you know let's make it interesting i would go as far to say that guild wars 2 is probably is probably the biggest waste of potential i have seen in the gaming industry right i i would probably go wow. that far actually um it is uh the the ultimate the ultimate not failed project but mismanaged project and project that could have been right uh, in terms of gaming started not hot yeah okay well i wondered where you were gonna land on it um i know you don't pull your punches um i can see i don't have to do a good cop bad cop routine here because i feel more or less the same as you do although not having to play it every single day i think i might have a different perspective um so okay wasted potential um maybe we can start the conversation about what potential is wasted by talking about what it does well what in your mind does guild wars do well the core part of this is the fact that it has the best combat system of any MMORPG on the market right now mm -hmm. is essentially the thing that defines it as being exceptional. And in addition to that, it isn't pay to win too. It has a business model that isn't going to destroy you and make you quit the game. So mm -hmm. those two things combined, the ultimate foundation for an online gaming experience. Uh-huh. So great combat system. 100% agree with that. Uh Underwater combat, of course, very fun. And uh, so that's the foundation. That's what makes it good. How does it fall short in your in your mind? And if you want, yeah, we, we can go. even take we can even take a chronological approach to this. Like 
we can we can do that but i'll i'll just swing man let, let's let's go you know it, i think it's we late, should you know i'm about to go big you know so um, yeah it's it's quite simple the uh you know the game instead of focusing on content that utilizes the combat system it instead decides to focus on essentially story single player content in mm -hmm. your online game uh, so, you know, the majority of content that is released is completely face roll and could easily be completed by bots. Uh, and yeah, you, you don't really see stuff like raids, five man content, focus on competitive PVP or world versus world. In other words, it, you know, I, it's such a tragic irony. Like the developers tend to focus on everything that isn't exceptional about Guild Wars 2. They'll, they'll shy away from it as much as they can. And you even see this with stuff they implement right you know in, instead of t you know um instead of trying to make players actually understand what a break bar is they'll just add a mastery that breaks the break bar for you yeah uh, as well that. right by pressing your special action hotkey uh you know they they have no real interest or seemingly you know lesser interest in actually driving forwards the combat system and the actual uh you know engagement mechanics of the game in favor of kind of focusing on the narrative which is not bad i mean the story isn't bad it's well done i'm, I'm not disrespecting the story and and i would never say guild wars 2 is a bad game um it's a very good game it's just that i don't find the story to be exceptional like to be frank i i find myself more compelled by the warcraft universe for example mm -hmm. um which is a game again you know it's a childhood thing right you know i grew up with warcraft but to be fair i grew up with guild wars 2 as well and you know, I think the stories in Guild Wars 1 were actually more interesting than the stories in Guild Wars 2. I mean, mm -hmm. even ArenaNet realizes this, right? Like, you know, they, they took them a while to figure this out. Um, but, you know, fighting against, like, these kind of nameless, faceless dragons isn't that much fun. There's not much character development to be had there. Uh, and that's why we see a shift to personify these characters a little more, with Jormag uh, having more of a personality. And also, you know, they tried to kind of retcon in Kralkatorik as having a personality uh, at the end of the story there as well. That, I mean, right, when you went into <laughs> his mind or whatever? Exactly, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's not actually that evil. He's just kind of messed up. Oh, it's yeah. Grandpa wow. Kralk just yeah, being Grandpa crazy Kralk in his Kralk corner again. Yeah, right, and that, actually, that is actually one of my triggers as well. Like, this makes no sense to me, right? So the writing in the story sometimes i do find it questionable and i find it very very questionable that we would give like a cute pet name to this like whirlwind of death that is kralkator yeah we're just going to start calling him kralk now even though this is like a, a world ending entity like our complete mortal enemy who was literally killed right um some of our best friends and we're like yeah you know dude like we're just going to give you a cutesy pet name right i mean that doesn't make any <laughs> that's an aside we don't need to get into that yeah but yeah, th th that's, those are my thoughts on the matter. Wow, lot to unpack there. Um, so yeah, the dragon, the dragon problem is not just a problem posed by the story of Guild Wars. It's a prop. It's it's a meta problem with with telling good stories, right? Because it's hard to care about a nameless, faceless villain that you can't identify with. Um, and to your point, they're they're trying to bring in identifiable aspects. Um, I. I tried to get caught up with the story before we sat down for this conversation, but I only made it as far as visions of the past. Actually, the last thing that I did was that that um, that tank escort uh, mm -hmm. mission, which um, has a new system that I'm I, I'm not that well acquainted with yet. Um, where when I started, it, it prompted me to go public or squad. Is that part of the new strike system the game has? 
it's kind of a strike mission yeah uh, okay it's, it's it's basically more of a long form strike mission it's more of like um have you played guild wars one did you play guild wars yep 1? yep uh the way i view visions of the past or the you know uh, steel and fire or whatever it's called uh it's more like a guild wars one mission right you that's know, that's exactly how i felt when i was playing it you progress through it, right? And I think that was intentional as well. And mm -hmm. it's well done. And and this this is the whole point though, right? Yes, these things are well done, but they don't really utilize what makes Guild Wars 2 good, mm -hmm. right? There isn't much replayability to these, these encounters really as such because yeah. the content isn't very engaging and it doesn't even have to be very difficult, right? It just has to require input. Like the comparison I would always do to a lot of the story content is would I enjoy it any less if I was watching a video, right, of someone else do this content? Uh, mm -hmm. Would do you know? Would I feel more connected to the story or less if I was just watching a video? And to be honest, because of how trivial a lot of the content is in Guild Wars Two, there is very little difference for me between watching some, you know, watching the story and simply playing it. Right? To be honest, you know, I'd even lean to just saying, you know, I wouldn't mind just sitting back and watching it really because a lot of it is it's non-gameplay right like a lot of the gameplay is simply auto attacking pressing f right and you know as we talked about a little bit earlier and the core issue here is that that just doesn't utilize what guild wars 2 does best mm -hmm. which is this capacity to have very engaging combat right like it or not you know mmorpgs there's a lot of killing here right you know you you know think about all the all the people we've massacred on our way to level 80 right and it just keeps up the body count keeps piling up every day right uh here in your interior and it's the same thing in all mmos mm -hmm. and you know could you have a story driven mmo yes apparently you can um you know guild wars 2 is that is evidence of that you can do this mm -hmm. but is it the best way to go about it? Is it really the, the way to make the best possible gameplay experience? No, I don't think so. I, you know, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I am just a, a hardcore elitist, toxic memer or whatever, but you know, I, I need something a little bit more, right? I need something to sink my teeth into like auto attacking ain't good enough. Right. I want to have to coordinate with my players, uh, with my yes. team. Right? I want to have to use my abilities in a relevant way. I need to be able, I want to dodge powerful attacks, right? Have my actions have meaning. Uh, and unfortunately, in a lot of the open world and story content, your actions are meaningless and your interactions with other players are completely pointless uh, to the point where if you removed every single player in the open world in Guild Wars 2 and simply replaced them with an AI that was capable of you know, understanding like what the events were supposed to do, not only would the experience be the same, it would probably be better because the bot would probably be better than the average Guild Wars 2 player. So yeah, there you go. You know, we're spitting some fire here today, boys. Lots don't go AFK through meta events, right? Exactly. So you've got that advantage going for you. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, the I like something you just said about um working with others. So if you don't have a, a combat system that requires you to engage as an individual. One of the other ways around that is to require you to engage as, as a group. Like, um, I, I haven't, I, I'm not really an MMO tourist, but I do have a lot of experience um, in WoW Classic, which I know you do too. Um, I played WoW Vanilla back in the day, and that's a system. Uh, that that's a game where the where the class roles are a lot more um, dependent on each other, whereas Guild Wars kind of has this design to say everyone has sustain, everyone does damage. Um, we've seen some places over the years especially since raids were implemented where they said okay we're going to have some dedicated support things you aren't just going to be blasting water fields to heal people um but uh 
it seems to me that if you can't force an individual to step up and have to learn to play, um, you can't really, because what, what MMOs, I think when they're at their best, what they're doing is trying to encourage good gameplay and community interactions by applying friction in the right places. Like, let's think of an example. Um, say um, I'm in the Barrens in WoW Classic, and I need to get to, uh, what's the Night Elf city called? Teldrassil and Donassus. Yeah. yeah. What's the fastest way to get there? <laughs> I mean, to there? That's, that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, you've got you've to sneak onto the boat on Darkshore, I believe. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends, also depends on what faction you're playing, right? Of course. Um, but if you got friends, you can expedite this, right? What if you have a mage friend that can port you there? You can port lower. Right. So by making it hard to get from point A to point B, it encourages those kinds of interactions. But if everyone had a, had a, a portal book and just go wherever they wanted in the world whenever they wanted, those interactions would never occur. And those interactions, I think in MMOs, tend to build communities and build social social interaction, which to your point, if you can effectively replace people in the most well-represented, the most, um, yeah, I guess well-represented is a good way to put it, content in Guild Wars 2 with bots, where's the game applying friction that makes you want to work together? Um, it, it seems like that's, that's something that ArenaNet chose to go in a complete opposite direction with. Um, and that was a decision that was, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious what your take on it is because it's changed a lot over the years, right? We've seen a game that immediately came out and said, we're, we're not going to be World of Warcraft. We're going to be something different. That was what Guild Wars 1 was marketed as, the anti-WoW. And then Guild Wars 2 came out to iterate on that. Once they got to a point where with Guild Wars 1, they basically couldn't scale what they were doing any further. Um, that's my understanding of it anyway. And then with Guild Wars 2, we have dungeons they come out at release. They never make another dungeon again. And instead they make fractals. Fractals get overhauled at some point, And then they are kind of here, kind of not raids, but now they're being maybe replaced with strikes. Uh, it just seems like there's this race to the bottom in terms of complexity. And I wonder what drives that. I mean, this is what I, I really couldn't say to you. Honestly, I mean, it, it really comes down to why is anything the way it is just because that's the way the developers want it right um that's their vision for the game and and ultimately i will respect that you know i'm joking around do you think the devs want an easy game really yeah yeah i do yeah Hmm. and that's fine and i want to make that very clear um this is something that a lot of games come under fire for actually like stuff like uh you know uh Sekiro, right um this you know the dark souls games right they were like oh it's too hard it's not accessible for all the new players oh my goodness but the thing is, right, if the developers want to make a hard game, then that's mm-hmm. fine. They can do that, right? That's completely okay, in my opinion. Um, and the same is true for an easy game. If if the arena developers want to make Guild Wars too easy, that's ultimately something that I have to accept as the player, right? Do I have to like it? No. Um, can I criticize it? Yes. But do I have to accept that that might be the way they want it and the way mm-hmm. they probably do want it? Then, yeah, that's fair enough, right? Um, it's, do I think it's a mistake? Yes. Okay. Um, but if that is their vision, then that ultimately is on them, right? You know, if that's their vision, then they are, they are free to create their art as they see fit. It's a very Zen kind of attitude to have, to approach the world as it is rather than as you might, might want it to be. Yeah. Well, we've already said it. It's the only way to be, you know, if you, 
if you know if you if you're not laughing you're gonna cry so just try and enjoy the ride <laughs> fair enough i suppose uh that that kind of attitude is that like is that part of like the teapot formula for approaching life or is that just a how you approach Gilboard specifically um that that is a very very interesting question like when it when it comes down to personal philosophy uh, i suppose uh, i mean okay uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a lot less like that, you know, in, with regards to other things. I'm much more of a can do, you know, like, you know, change, change reality, seize your destiny kind of guy. Uh, but when it comes to Guild Wars 2, I think it is a bit of a special case. I have reached my point of acceptance and, uh, you know, I, I think this is one, this is one tree I can't chop down, you know, like this is one mountain that I'm going to have to go around instead of crossing. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think Guild Wars 2 is going to divert from its current path. Uh, I've been, you know, I, I think I'm fairly qualified uh, to say that I've experienced a lot of what goes on at ArenaNet and mm. you know, a, a lot of the game's history. And it is with regret, true regret, okay? not even I can convince them to go otherwise. Not even and... Legendary Teapot. Damn. Not even me, I'm afraid. And, you know, I don't want to make this too depressing. I want to make it very clear. I still really enjoy the game. I really like Guild Wars 2 mm -hmm. a lot. Um, there's what do you enjoy no the most game, today? Um, what do I enjoy the most today? Uh, today, I was just, you know, I was trying to <laughs> trying to convince my my guild to <laughs> try and do some speed runs of the new boss, but it didn't go particularly well. Um, <laughs> but we did our best. It, you know, we, we killed the bosses pretty quickly of the festival, and then... I did some PvP, right? You know, a bit of PvP, a bit of gaming there. It was, you know, I played some unranked because there's no ranked season on right now. And I felt like mm -hmm. some 5v5 utter insanity. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and unranked was what unranked is. It was, um, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was chaos. <laughs> when you're doing that stuff, right, are you playing with your community? Uh, on, no, I was just solo queuing today. Normally okay. I do play with my community, but I was a little tired. So I didn't want to get on Discord and yell at people uh today so I was like, okay right let's just let's just relax do relax stream and yeah uh just chill out yeah there's a different there's a different uh feeling to that i totally get that um your your community we should give them a shout out uh the salt crew are you guys on just eu or are you also on na uh so well i mean soul is uh soul is retired now um it is oh. we've now moved on uh, we've rebranded as delusional elitists oh. and yeah we have an na and eu uh, excellent that's a much hop better name hop on board and game yeah okay i might have to check you guys out because here's here's my thing with guild wars is um i have a hard time finding communities to play with personally um i don't know why exactly uh i've always chalked it up to it being a game that doesn't for that doesn't form communities well i think there's also maybe some kind of a part of it where discord has kind of eaten the lunch of in-game community building um i'm not sure if you've observed that like i know there used to be the raid training discord i'm sure your community has a discord um but i don't know i, I kind of want to it's just the community is kind of irrelevant um in guild wars 2 like what do you well you know what do you need a community for in guild wars 2 like what what for world v world maybe that's probably the only thing that really requires a community and you know that is such a great answer right you've fallen directly into my trap what <laughs> are the basically where do you find the most communities and the most guilds for better or for worse where do you find them you find them in world versus world mm -hmm. that is pretty much the only game mode that really has like a huge amount of 
actually social guilds that exist. And why is that? Outside of that, um, because it's necessary. And this is why WoW Classic, you know, I kind of wanted to go on that a little bit because when you were talking about, um, you know, the, the game kind of requiring people, um, requiring communities, it was WoW Classic is an amazing example of this. Yeah. And also uh, with regards to, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be individually pushing you because WoW Classic is a very easy game, right? Um, it is not difficult, right? A lot of classes are simply pressing two or three buttons in their rotation, <laughs> right? Some only one if you're unlucky. Um, it is Mage. not a difficult game, mm -hmm. but the classes are very reliant on each other, and you as a player are very much reliant on other your, you know, your guild, your community. If you want to raid in WoW, and it's a little bit better now, there's more of a pug scene because people kind of know what they're doing a little bit more, so you can still pug raids in Classic WoW. But you know, if you really want to get stuff done and get these raids done quickly and efficiently, Good luck, unless you're in a guild, right? You know, good luck. It's just not going to be, it's not going to happen. Like organizing 40 people in a pug group, not going to be a lot of fun, not going to be great, you know? And, you know, the, the game necessitates community in a way. And this is something that Guild Wars 2 doesn't do. And to, to be honest, again, like this relates to the earlier point we were talking about um, with, with ArenaNet's design philosophy. I actually, it is my belief that ArenaNet actually don't want to change this i think they actually like it this way i think they do want to be the anti-wow um you know in the same way that you know something like vanilla world of warcraft required you to interact with other players i think ArenaNet very deliberately made it so that you don't have to necessarily interact with players if you don't want to mm -hmm. um and i think that's actually a perfectly fine design philosophy the issue is that they made it redundant okay and there's this is a really important distinction in my opinion i would be okay if you could basically access every piece of content every piece of um story right and raid or whatever right all of that without ever interacting with another human being um i think that's absolutely fine the problem though is when there is absolutely nothing in the game that necessitates you to really group up with other people, or there is no motive to do so. That is to say, there is no real reason to interact with other people except off your own back. And that can work, and you, you do have that. But I mean, look at the current scene now. It's not looking too hot, is it? You know, it turns out that if people don't need to do something, they just won't a lot of the time. Yeah, efficiency. Uh, and, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's efficiency. Like, why? Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you, you know, there's no real reason to do that. Like, for example, if, um, let's take like the new map, right? So what, what you need to kind of look at is, okay, so two groups, two groups are going to complete the new map to kill the dragon. Wow, yeah, scary. One group is just a bunch of pugs, right? They're having a good time. They're going crazy, pressing their abilities, doing their thing, right? And the other group is like a super sweaty tryhard group of like 20 friends all on Discord tryharding the open world map. Mm -hmm. The problem... Nike was that doing that for those, a while, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, the thing is, those two groups will get the exact same result, right? Because the map will never fail. It's unfailable by design, right? Like they will not let you fail that. Mm -hmm. um, and also the rewards are exactly the same, right? You, you know, you don't get anything for beating the boss down fast, right? You know, getting it done quickly, right? Escaping quickly from the new frost citadel or anything like that. Um, there is no reason to do it, right? 
and this that's the distinction I want to draw. I have no issue with people being able to access it, right? For example, if there was some kind of, say, easy mode raid of some kind, right? Mm -hmm. Essentially allowed anyone to raid. I've got no problem with that. But what I think needs to exist in everything is a is an impetus, is a reason to actually improve yourself, right? And to actually try and to actually get invested and care about the game and care about your performance in the game, which is where Guild Wars 2 falls short. It doesn't bother me whatsoever that, you know, some noob, some scrub might defeat Doom or, or something like that. You know, that's fine, right? That, that's whatever. But the problem is where there is no reason to be good at the game, right? If I kill Doom in three minutes compared to 10 minutes, you know, there should be something in, the, in that for me, you know? Like, mm -hmm. there, there should be something that distinguishes you from another player um, who is not as good at the game, right? And that's where the game falls down. And that's where it falls apart. And that's where social structures fall apart mm -hmm. because there is no reason to be good right whatsoever uh, because people who are completely terrible at the game and complete scrubs are going to end up in the exact same place as you one way or another and there's nothing you can do about it so people just don't care right because there's no reason to care or make your own reasons you can make your own reasons and that works but the thing is that doesn't work for very many people right um and also it's very difficult to get that started when you're in a community with the mentality of not caring about that right a really big thing um and this is where classic really you know is a great example here um in guild wars 2 it is an absolute pain in the ass to get people with the right build, right? With the, even, you know, using food, right? You know, like knowing what their abilities do, all that kind of stuff. No in WoW Classic, mm -hmm. this is normal, right? Like in WoW Classic, you are expected to, you know, do this ridiculous world buffing, right? And to bring all your consumables, yeah. like, you know, farm. There's a high amount of accountability. Yeah, hundreds of gold worth of consumables. You're expected to know the tactics, read the spreadsheet, right? Be on Discord, be communicative. Get right? your pre-raid like, this. You know, all get that you stuff. know, grind yeah, grind out all like all the your pre abyss, all that kind of stuff. Like this is just this is ingrained in the culture of the game, and Guild Wars Two has the opposite of that. Like ingrained within the culture of Guild Wars Two is apathy, right? Is a is a lack of caring about actually playing the game, and you know, obviously, I sound like a bit of a sweaty nerd saying that, but th this is again where my personal philosophy kind of comes. In, into it like i will never engage in an activity if i'm not going to give it my all right you know i you know i'm i'm gonna do my best right like no matter what that is i'll do my best if that's you know in real life at work or if that's you know <laughs> i don't know if that's like racing someone like up the stairs i don't know man like it's just whatever right i like to do well at things i like to win i like to try my hardest right and i don't like it i find it a very toxic and unfun environment when i'm surrounded mm -hmm. by people who who don't want to try right you know because it just feels like i'm you know driving this epic train right and then everyone else is kind of like dragging me dragging on my heels right? shit on the tracks. Know, we're, we're, yeah. yeah we're not uh we're not achieving what we should be right we're not where we should be right we're not showing off the game in the way that we should be right you know it's it's just yeah. not, it's just not fun for me right you know in the same way that in the same way that some people might you know get enjoyment out of like playing super casually and just kind of messing around and auto attacking and gathering some vegetables or whatever right I really struggle to have fun in an environment that isn't quite tryhard, right? In in anything, you know, mm -hmm. I, I take my activities seriously. I'm not a particularly serious person, but you know, if if I'm in your raid, 
I will be tryharding, right? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, no matter at what level that is, if it's a training raid, if that's a speed run, I will try hard. Uh, and that's why that, that's kind of one of my the struggles I have with the game is that occasionally I, I kind of find myself in an environment that I really struggle to enjoy. Um, you know, it's not fun to be around Where? people who just don't care, right? Who have apathy. I don't like apathy at all. Man, speaking from my heart there too. I feel the same way, dude. Um, I'm not going to give you a counter argument, but let's see if we can let's see if we can make this more interesting. Um, if Guild Wars doesn't succeed in encouraging players to sweat, to learn how to play, and to cooperate, what does it encourage in your mind? Is there something that it does instead? You know, the, and, and you know, now I'm uh, I have to speak slightly differently because this is actually, in my opinion, one of the more interesting design pillars of Guild Wars 2 is that it doesn't as such encourage you to do anything. It encourages you to make your own decisions, right? Okay. Um, I mean, you, you could certainly say that it it implies what you should be doing by the nature of the content, right? Like the content itself is trivial, right? Is very easy with almost what, you know, with almost everything they put in the game. So you just say, oh, okay, like this is a casual game, right? So like that's that's what it's encouraging you to do and not that there's anything wrong with that right like you know you know not every game has to be hardcore in fact the most successful games aren't hardcore right you know the get the example i always give because it's a game i actually enjoy this is a fun game to play uh candy crush right like that's not a mm. that's not a hardcore game that's not a challenging game as such mm-hmm. right you just you know you just match the sweets right it's fun you know it, it doesn't have to be hardcore you know um and the game encourages but you the game to, has a progression it to, has something you can aspire to right yeah, you can get all the way to the end, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I'm not too familiar with it, except as a meme. Yeah, it's a good meme. It's a good example because it's an example of a game that is good that doesn't. It can be good without being challenging, right? Mm. Um, the I, I suppose what it really comes down to is what I want out of the game, right? Uh, and what the individual player wants out. Because Guild Wars Two, it doesn't want to give you that more challenging experience, right? Like Arena, don't. Uh, which is unfortunate, but the thing is, everyone else is like saying, "Give it to us, give it to us." Or rather, some of us are right. Some a vocal, of us still a vocal around. chunk definitely are. And, and Arena, just, you know. yeah, Arena hasn't done much of a job of speaking directly to those people, um, except in the occasional kind of impassioned letters we see, like "We're going to do fractals" and "We're going to do raids" or whatever it is that they say. Like, I think that the last one of those I recall was after the layoffs happened last year. There was a, a letter that came out from Mike Z, I think, where he talked about that stuff. Uh, I, I actually, um, you remember that? I don't know if you know, if you remember this, but I made a, a a meme video of your reaction to those patch notes with Fear Not This Night playing in the background. Yeah, I in fact, you actually linked this to me on Discord, I believe, or, oh. or on Twitter or somewhere, uh, as far as I'm aware. Yes, I, I have the critical information. Yeah, I think I even watched <laughs> it on stream, I believe. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, but I just, um, I, I so enjoyed watching you get hyped about the kind of things that we were being promised, right? Um, speaking of promises, I like, man. I like to get excited, dude. Yeah, it's clear, dude. And you have to like to get excited to, to I think. It's it's such an interesting um, thing, you know? Um, this Twitch lifestyle is, I think, kind of new to the world. Um, you have, a, I think, a pretty strong incentive to play Guild Wars 2 every day, whether you really want to or not. Would you say that's true, or do you? Would you say you really look forward to it every day? I, in general, I, I mean, this is I, oh, oh dear, dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. 
I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna meme myself here a little bit. Um, right. But yeah, no. In in general, in general, you know, even when I'm not really wanting to play Guild Wars, it doesn't really matter to me anymore. Like, um, it, it's more like the act of streaming is what I'm really looking forward to, and, and talking to the chat and, and making some stupid jokes, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing their reaction to stuff. Is I don't really care if that was Guild Wars two or or whatever. Really, like it's kind of whatever people will watch. I'll stream it because I like streaming. You know, I like streaming to an audience. Uh, I like having people react in the chat. It is entertaining to me. It's entertainment. Um, and yeah, that that's basically it. Like, I mean, there have been a lot of streams, like particularly when I was really upset with the game, where a lot of my gameplay, I just wasn't really feeling like playing the game, right? So I would just like log on. We talk about Guild Wars 2 and I would just like roll a beetle around Grothmar War Downs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, three hours, you know? Like that was, uh, that was, you know, that was some good content right there, boys. You know, that's some mm-hmm. uh, good hardcore Guild Wars 2 gameplay. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's, um, to me, it's not really about the game uh, at this point. It's about the community. It's about uh, the act of streaming and the act of engaging with the audience. That is what um, gets me to press the start streaming button, not the game itself. Word. I respect that. Um, I think I've seen you stream a bit of WoW Classic, but I was surprised when I saw you turn your stream on the other day and you were main tanking uh, AQ40 with a Thunder Fury. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of had the impression that you went hard at WoW and then dropped it. I didn't know you were still going hard. Yeah, I, I no, yeah, I kept playing and I, you know, I've, I haven't missed a Molten Core since the first one. Uh, Has it been mostly off stream no. though? Oh uh, yeah, almost, almost exclusively off stream because I, I didn't, I don't really find the end game of wow classic to be particularly compelling particularly for stream content i find mm. it a little bit slow paced i like to be able to kind of leap into the action and do that stuff i still really like the game but i basically play it just to chill out um just to relax really i find it a very relaxing experience yeah. you know it's um it's a much slower paced game and that makes a difference because Guild wars 2 is the opposite it's very fast paced but yeah yeah no um i stream so basically um last august i took a break from the game for like three months um and i streamed from exclusively wow Cla- right. yeah, from guild wars and i streamed exclusively wow classic uh, and the reason for this is that i was very very frustrated with the game like I, you know it was yeah I, I was like okay right this is this is trash that was right I'm on the out, heels right? of the icebird saga announcement at the moore theater right it was it was actually um before it it was okay. before and then the announcement came um a few days later and i i was actually in queue for wow <laughs> in the queue for wow classic while we were watching that announcement so it made a good um a good pastime i was there man uh, i was at the theater i lived just down the street from, from arena net and oh, that's um, convenient i guess i mean whenever i drive by i'm like Guild Wars was made well not anymore because you know, everyone's working from home but uh dude that that announcement bummed me the fuck out i i walked in there being like what what can this be? What 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 can they possibly do to convince us that the game is worth investing in still? And the overwhelming sense that I came away with, and I know this is just, just beating a dead horse, but the overwhelming sense that I came away with is that this announcement was planned for another fucking game. And they plugged it in with a last minute Guild Wars 2 stuff to make use of the venue. I don't know why they even made that announcement, to be honest. Um mm-hmm truth be told okay right you know uh, look okay so i'm i you know i've got i've got to take away my uh kind of friendliness here a little bit and be very kind of hardline consumer right you know really be a consumer advocate because i've talked to mike z right Mm -hmm. you know i i I actually i met him at gamescom 
uh, a while back, three or four years ago. Very nice guy. Very knowledgeable. Seems like it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I've got no issue with Mike Z. I was actually excited when he was taking over for this reason. I was like, wow, this guy knows the game, right? He knows mm -hmm. the game. He knows the community. He's Damn, no G. He's super great. Right. So I just want to make it no disrespect to Mike Z, right? Uh, whatsoever. But he was very clear. He was not the right choice yeah. to present that. He was very clearly uncomfortable. And that's fair enough. Right, he was speaking in front of thirty thousand people and a live audience. Right, mm -hmm. thirty thousand on Twitch and a live audience too. That's very difficult. Right, that's a very scary thing to do. Right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him a hard time for that. Absolutely not. But he didn't do a good job. Right, I, you know I I can still say that. You know, at the same time as saying I like the guy, but he didn't do a good job. Right, it it was not adequate. Um, and also I think a big part of his discomfort was probably in the fact that he didn't have anything to say because they didn't have anything to say. Sorry, Reednet, you didn't, right? You announced Living Story season five, except you renamed it to Ice Brood Saga, right? With expansion like, like he, features, we yeah. promise, guys. And by the yeah, way, oof. we're gonna talk about alliances in a few months. Yeah, yikes. Okay, that 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 didn't go out so well. But you know, I didn't even I I was falling for the hype, man. I saw that forty-eight hour counter. I was like, wait, hang on a minute. Have they actually? It was actually something? a pretty cool presentation right. leading yeah, up to it. it. Was. With yeah, the, the, the it was dragon good. slowly coming out of the mist. I liked it. You know, I was like, dude, this Let's is hype, it. man. I like this. I I was like, oh yeah, let's go. I'm ready to watch. <laughs> right, and then they just said like it was twenty minutes of nothing. Then. The, this fucking guy right from NCSOV looking like some kind of Sith Lord wearing a poncho comes on <laughs> and tries to sell me like a, a title Funko subscription for the OST. Shit. Right. Dude. Mike what? Mike Sibowitz? Is that that guy's yeah. name? Oh man. And, and you know, actually I, I I have a corner on 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 is it Mike Sibowitz there as well? Or I think Sibowitz that was the marketing name? guy. Yeah. yeah the marketing guy. Like I actually watched them. Um, I was disappointed because I watched a guild chat with this guy and he was switched on, you know, you know, like he, I was like, wow, I was really impressed. Really? I was thinking like the you know, arena, I've got no idea what they're talking about. What is this? And then I saw him actually speak on guild chat and he was giving confident, decisive answers regarding some of like the, the silly memes hmm. right, uh, around the community in particular, like the, you know, do you know the R? Uh, promotion right like that the infamous oh, R yes, promotion. of course yeah and you know he completely kept people were like making fun of him for that and he just straight up said yep that promotion worked actually that was a really good thing it got people clicking i remember that actually clicking the ad right yeah and, he said, and, and I, I can't i can't quote i can't quote him now on, on some other episodes but i i really remember thinking like wow this guy actually knows his stuff right he knows his onions um, and he just seemed like very, very engaged, very, very switched on. So I was disappointed when he came on and just tried to sell me a Funko Pop. I'm like, dude, like, what is this? Like, they had nothing. You, you can't, they, they had nothing. The, they the get 15 minutes on like art and story yeah. stuff. That's not how like you sell an MMO. It was 40 minutes long and half of that was them trying to sell us stuff, right? Like, that's a problem, right? Like that's an issue. Um, but I mean, arena net marketing. I like, oh dear, I don't know how depressing you want to go with this podcast, man. But you know, let's not talk about it. I mean, <laughs> this is important, dude. You you got to scrape the bottom and think if you're going to build anything. Like you got to be honest with yourself. Guild Wars Two is a game where I'm always asking myself, is today the day I'm going to get back into this? And for the last year, the answer has been no. In fact, the only thing to get me to to, to start playing again was knowing I was going to talk to you and wanting to have a little bit of current context. Like, what the hell is a strike? Um, honestly, after so up right up until that more theater announcement, I'd been logging in once every few months to do, to do, to do the Living World releases because I still really enjoyed like the map exploration. I think it's the best part of Guild Wars for PvE, honestly. 
Um, meta events can be okay. Uh, story stuff can be okay, but like just like plinking around the map, finding everything, seeing all the little all the little stories play out. Um, I really like the little labyrinths that they had in uh, Biora Marches, which I just did last week. Those are pretty fun. Um, but this is all single consumption content, right? I know this is one of your bugaboos, is the mm -hmm. lack of repeatable content. Um, but like I'm always asking myself, is today the day I get back into this game? And I think the reason that I stopped... So after I got my legendary armor, which was in around June or July 2018, I lost an aspiration to log in. I lost something to pursue that felt like it was a good goal. And, you know, I had consciously stretched that goal out for almost two years. Because honestly, I could have just logged in and gotten all of my, um, uh, what are they called? Insights, legendary insights. I could have gotten all my boss kills done in a few months if I wanted to. It's not that hard to do, right? You join a raiding guild, you log in, and you just play for a few hours once a week with those guys. Boom, done. But I didn't do that. I went from guild to guild. Um, I took weeks off. Um, I came in just to play story for a little while. I kind of just let my mood drag me around because I always had that like little goal in the distance of being like, yep, I'm going to get that armor. It's out there. Having that aspirational bit of content got me to log in and do PvP, got me to log in and do the story, got me to log in and do map exploration. Um, to me, that's important. I think to most MMO players, that's important. For, for example, if you're logging in, in to do your, say, your daily gathering, you're not doing your gathering to gather. You're doing your gathering because there is something that you're gathering for eventually. And for me, it was my legendary armor. That went away. I did a story for a little while, and then I dropped it. Um, I think right now, I know it's not the direction we were originally going with this part of the conversation, but I think right now, the only thing to really go for in the game is like world v world memes and like glowy transmutations and shit. Yeah, and, and this is a really interesting point. I, I think this is something that's really ingrained in MMOs and it's in, again another place where Guild Wars 2 actually really stands out here. I think that Guild Wars 2 is not a game you should play for rewards. I mean, the rewards are meaningless by design. Um, I, I think the entire concept of a reward is pointless unless there is some measure of prestige to obtaining it. Like, where is the yeah. joy in obtaining an item if literally anyone, you know, the guy with no arms, right? Okay, or the guy who doesn't even, you know... <sighs> this is why I hate... The monitor, the monitor switched off, right? You know, like the mouse and keyboard are unplugged. <laughs> like, if, you, if, that, if that guy can get it, right? Then, you know, then who cares, This right? is what I, I mean, love about, mean about, like, WoW before the transmog system. Because whenever you saw like that that orc with the ridiculous looking orange shoulders, you know, in in Orgrimmar, um, or because uh, uh, I I played a warrior in in vanilla, um, I was an, a raid off tank, and I, I I tried to get as much DPS gear as I could, but all that DPS gear for warrior makes you look like a fucking clown, and some people would see that as a negative, but I love that because you stood out and people could look at your character and know exactly what you fucking did to get that gear. Your gear told a story. It, it, it conferred a status. And the only kinds of status, stat, status there are to, to get in, in Guild Wars now are all economic related. With like, uh, the, like the, what's that egg sack infusion? Um, for yeah, the Jarrett. It's just like the only thing that separates players is like how much mindless content they've grinded out. Like that, I mean, <laughs> right. it's like, well, no, no thanks. You know what I mean? And it's this... like, wow. It's like, I'm, I'm so impressed, right? You like nuke 10,000 hours on like farming open world. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, dude. Like, and this goes back that's... to what I was saying about what does Guild Wars actually drive players to do? And it, 
drives them to to farm currency for these ridiculous infusions that and, and this is the sad thing it doesn't it doesn't need <sighs> to like it, it like well, you've got to ask okay why are mmorpgs like this like why are mmorpgs uh -huh. progression related and the answer is is because it's very difficult to make content that you can replay a thousand times over that's still fun right okay like you think that all the guys doing their hardcore iron man right in in old school runescape you know they like it they like clicking on that rock ten thousand oh yeah i have yeah, a I friend doing that, that shit ten thousand times <laughs> right okay well yeah well, of course not like clicking on the rock is incredibly boring right like even the hardcore players are going to admit this right and it, the ones who don't are liars okay but here's the thing i'll tell you what does feel good okay seeing that number go up seeing mm -hmm. that level 99 that's fun okay that is a big feels good right okay but the reason is this is because when you have this really online world that has to go on forever right because that's what an mmo is yeah. it's very difficult to make that fun it wants to actually crack the code the game is actually fun mm -hmm. right okay in in my opinion it's the only mmo that i've experienced like this i, I and i i don't have i haven't played many modern mmos to be fair to be fair right i played some world of warcraft legion didn't really like it that much went back to guild wars 2 very very quickly right um didn't play battle for azeroth but still right you know it is actually enjoyable to play right and what i uh, you know i will i will live and die by this as well if you removed every single reward from guild wars 2 there's no gold anymore there's no skins there's no anything i would still play the game because the game to me is inherently fun i do not need a carrot to play Guild Wars 2. And I can prove that as well. A lot, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, that, that's bullshit teapot. There's no way. I gave away all of my gold um, for Master of the Arena. And I had quite a lot. I think I, I, I mean, you know, and I do this for all of my tournaments, right? Whenever I run a tournament, mm -hmm. I just give away all my gold. I'd say, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, all of my gold is in the prize pool because it just has no value to me. Like, you know, I, mm -hmm. I play the game for fun. I have no real interest in the rewards. And, mm -hmm. and this is why, again, like it really saddens me to see so many people treat Guild Wars 2 as you know as a dopamine dispenser right you know like as a as cookie clicker right you know this is this is kind of like a, a slightly pejorative slightly provocative way i describe mmos is just you know people play them like cookie clicker with better graphics right they just want to see the number go up it's just mm -hmm. like wow what what a what, what a waste you know um it's uh, you know it, it's kind of like <laughs> i don't know you know have that you have this beautiful Ah, beautiful array of music and then you just burn it right it's like why would you do that right like why mm -hmm. what, what an incredible waste you know um uh, to do that right? you know it's like playing you know again playing that same beautiful music over like a horrible micro you know horrible set, you know headset right that you can barely understand you can barely follow the tune that's what it is to me it just it makes no sense that people would experience this product in this way of course it's not for me to say how people can experience things how they how they want but mm -hmm. it just seems like such a shallow and 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 soul crushing experience to only care about the end result right rather than the actual game right i i don't i don't get it i really don't understand that mentality at all um in gaming right you know when i'm playing a video game it's because i like the gameplay right you know i i like playing it i like the mechanics of the like you know getting like a pat on the hand at the end it's like i why, why would I care about that? You know, I can pat myself on the head. There's no need for that. No need for the game to do it. You know, I know I'm great, right? What I don't if, need the game to tell me. What if you got to do something that was hard and distinguished you as different from other players to get a certain reward? Like that what definitely changes. That definitely changes. Like what about stuff. like Fractal God? That's a hard one to get. And that, that requires, I mean, are, are two, four Fractals hard anymore? I don't actually know. 
Um, tearful fractals. I mean, they're 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 hard if you don't know what you're doing, but they're mm -hmm. very easy once you once you know like how to how to do them correctly, right? Like you know, even the challenge modes become very very easy mm -hmm. once you kind of get the hang of it. But I mean, that's just PVE, right? Like, that's just the yeah, nature of it. PVE. Once you've progressed, then it's just logging and doing and doing the motions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's all, like, I, I don't that's know about. Definitely does change it. But, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, say, I, don't, I don't know about separating the rewards from the gameplay in MMOs. I mean, that's I, I really respect the hollow of what you're saying. Um, I think maybe for you, Teapot, a large part of it, the reward you get is is like like you said, the streaming part. Maybe that that's why you don't need the game to reward you as much. Um, am I right about that? Hey, this is actually going to come up as very unusual, um, and this this might be one of the more shocking things I say on on the stream. If I wasn't a streamer, I might not even play that many video games, to be honest. Um, hey. Yeah, I I definitely... Okay, right. And I say this every time, and I'm being a bit of an edgelord here, because I'm, I'm depressed about Guild Wars 2. But no, I wouldn't play Guild Wars 2 if I wasn't streaming. Um, okay. But that's not a slight at Guild Wars 2. I would play way less games um, mm -hmm. if I wasn't streaming. Like, mm -hmm. One of the reasons why I got into, you know, really started gaming a lot, playing a lot of video games, was because I was streaming, right? And, mm -hmm. and messing around on YouTube and kind of getting involved. There I was like, no, this is kind of fun, right? You know, I, I should get involved and get more involved in the community and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with the game. Like it was it was that way around. I I, I know that sounds really weird. Uh, I resonate with that. That's just how Actually, it was, you know, like this conversation we're having, this podcast, is something that I did because I wanted to enjoy gaming more. Mm -hmm. Um I've been uh going back and forth between different games, different communities over the years. Um been a pretty I don't know, I say dedicated PC gamer since the late 90s. Uh, done a bunch of different things, um, not just MMOs. But I I find that modern games in general tend to have a gravitational pull towards the kinds of design principles we're talking about with Guild Wars, where there's a race to the bottom in terms of accessibility um, and in terms of ability to experience the content regardless of um, how what level of player agency is actually required um in order to to get yeah, there absolutely a, and, a lot of games play out like movies right like yeah. interactive movies i have the same yeah, complaint with destiny i have the same complaint with warframe two other games i also try really hard to like um and there those are also games that have organized pv content pvp2 in the case of destiny and for me doing the podcast and you know i'm trying to stream too but that's honestly not something i've really figured out yet um motivates me and gives me direction to to enjoy gaming as a hobby way more than i once did um and it's giving me these kinds of interactions and a ways to reach out to people and make i actually love community building in gaming i've always loved it one of my most cherished experiences in in playing games in my whole life uh when i was um when i was transitioning from high school to college um in 2001 um, I played a game called Team Fortress Classic, which is a mod for Half-Life 1. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, mm -hmm. This was in it, this was an era where almost everyone I knew was playing on dial-up. Broadband wasn't common. YouTube didn't exist. Social media didn't exist. The way we found each other was by going to public servers because there was no matchmaking. And everyone, people would wear clan tags and you just ask, oh, wh what's your clan about? Can I join your clan? And you would connect it with each other over IRC, a kind of if you don't know, like primordial Discord old chat program is still around. Yeah, that's what Twitch runs on. Does Twitch run on IRC? Yeah, that's what I didn't know that. Uh, their IRC channels is what the, the Twitch <laughs> does. 
I guess you don't mess with with, with uh, what works, I guess. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I made a clan um, that I ended up running for three years. And these are these are capture the flag games with eight or nine players per side. Uh, 30 minutes, we would practice and then play matches two or three times a week. I played 250 league-organized matches. These were matches that were organized by the community because the developer was not providing any kind of a tournament experience. Everything that I did in that game was made by people who played it. And that's one of the most rewarding gaming experiences I'd ever had um, because everyone who was there put in the effort, which is the exact opposite end of the spectrum from what you get when you do a meta event in Guild Wars where... Leeching. Right. If, if people who... who who couldn't be bothered to figure shit out, people who couldn't be bothered to install external programs, people who couldn't be bothered to show up at, at, at scheduled times, they never even got to, got to be part of that community. It had so many pieces of friction set up to tell players, yes, this is for you, or no, it's not for you. And for people it is for, it actually gives you a very rewarding experience. And there's this, I think, this, this industry tendency, because gaming is growing. It's never going to be any smaller than it is today, right? Never going to be any smaller. Streaming, same thing. Podcasts like this, same thing. And everyone is so worried about, about getting a big enough piece of the pie that you have you have these games that are <sighs> this emerging trend, uh, sorry, it, emergent trend, I should say, of live services games that try to get as many people as possible. And Guild Wars, and I'm really up on my pulpit here, so stop me anytime. It seems like it tried to take a big bite of the pie to say we want to get casual players playing these these open open world, living world stories. We want to get raiders. We're going to make raid content. And it's actually going to be fun. I think Guild Wars raids are great. I think they're fun. Um, they don't, they're not very well rewarded, but the content is fun. I, almost everything in Guild Wars is fun to do at least once. There are not enough reasons to repeat it, and there are not enough ways for people to distinguish themselves and form communities. Like, you need that friction. I'm really just ranting, but... Um, you, mean, you need to have an obstacle to overcome. Right, you need to have an obstacle that you're going to have to bang your head into a little bit. You know, like um, yeah. you know, if if everything is easy, then I mean, I, I don't know. I I mean, some people like that, right? Obvi no, in fact, obviously, people like that. Like, this is the thing, like you know, do even they if, though? Even if you, yes, yes, and you can you can deduce this as it were, or you know, you could you can figure this out because that's what makes money. That's what sells. Um, people don't like losing. People don't like uh, they don't like World of Warcraft Classic. Right, they don't like having to, you know, <laughs> run, you know, like do like a fifteen-minute corpse run, you know. Well, well has like a huge, that. a huge time um, component to it. <laughs> I had to drop it, dude, for that reason. I really like WoW Classic. I, I, I hit it hard for three, for like two months. I got to sixty with a friend, joined a guild, helped us progress through Molten Core, killed Ragnaros and Anixia, and then the day after that, I was like, I have to fucking breathe. I need my life back. Um, you know, I do all this shit after a full-time job, and I have a wife, and like I had just like. Too much pressure on my time to do that long term. Guild Wars should be the game that fills the gap. Why not? I mean, it, you know, it, it is a great game just to kind of dip in and out of, right? Like the game is actually fun. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, you, know, it, you, know, you should convince me. Let's do this. Do, well, do you want to try this? Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, well, I mean, sure. <laughs> or not. Sure. I mean, like, we're just, you're just, well, we're just bullshitting. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I get that, but it, it's, um, you know, if, if you're not really feeling the game, then you're not really feeling the game, right? But, but I am. I, actually, I am I feeling Guild Wars. Like, I'm getting back yeah. to the story, and I've actually really enjoyed the stuff that I've done. Bram annoys me. 
time he's not on screen yeah, I mean, anymore for some reason. If, if, when, when, when it comes to Guild Wars 2, you know, you just have to go into it with a very different perspective. Like, this, is, this isn't WoW, right? You aren't powering up your character. You're playing the game for fun most of the time. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm playing on my Warrior right now. Enjoy stuff. Yeah. I have that? enough. What's going I have an inventory full of ascended armor and trinkets okay. and weapons. I have, I have legendary armor, so that's not a problem. Okay. Um, I I'm not very very rich on liquid uh uh gold, but I mean, if I want to get some runes or whatever, I can do that. It's not a problem. Um, mm -hmm. what is the best way for me to get into and enjoy Guild Wars right now? Do you think? Is it to do the streaming thing like you're doing it? Should I try to find a guild? Should I not bother? Should I just queue up for strikes what do you think the best slice of the game is right now this is this is the truly remarkable thing about guild wars 2 and this is where i'm going to really start praising the game it might sound a little backhanded but do it this is one of the, the big joys of guild wars 2 like the onus is on you right if you if you know if you're playing something like wow well you know you do your dungeons right then you do your raids after that once you've done enough you know you do your normals and you do your heroics you do your mythics then you go and do raids, right? Or, or whatever order you end up doing it, right? And Guild Wars 2, the game says, okay, what do you want to do, right? Like this, and this is good design. Like the game is very well designed. Instead of telling you what to do, which is, you know, obtain purples, go get the purples, right? That's not what this is. The game says, okay, right? You've got your gear. And now you can go and do whatever you want with that. You want to go play PvP? Great, go play PvP. But if that's fun to you, do that. Um, if you want to raid, great. You know, your gear from when you quit the game two years ago or whatever, right? That still works, right? You yeah. can go and start raiding right now, like literally right now this second, right? You can go and do that. Uh, you want to go play World versus World? Awesome. You can do that too, right? You know, the game really hasn't moved on. You can do that. And this is one of the best design precepts of Guild Wars 2 is player autonomy. Um, you can go where you want to, basically whenever you want to. Like the amount of ramp-up time to engage in any kind of activity is very, very minimal. It's almost non-existent, in fact, um, which a lot of people don't like. Right? You know, they like the progression experience of the MMO, but the progression in Guild Wars 2 is the progression of, um, of your own skill, pretty much, uh, and actually getting good, as they say. Um, you know, in World of Warcraft, you can wait two expansions down the line and you can go and one-shot the boss from the previous expansion in the mm -hmm. raid right in guild wars 2 if you aren't good enough to kill doom he'll still be kicking your ass right in five years time right mm -hmm. uh, and that's good design like mm -hmm. all content in guild wars 2 is still irrelevant yeah you know? still haven't if done you, that doom so, cm you know, yeah. if you really like veil guardian right you know great you can go and do that if you really like the ragnaros fight in world of warcraft you're out of luck because you're going to one tap that boss now when you go back into that raid wing, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. This is a, an amazing, like seriously, like the um the developers at arena. Okay, right. I, 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 I'm I'm just being silly here. I, I do want to make that clear, right? I'm I'm just I'm being a little bit of a meme here, but you know, arena are idiot savants, right? You know what I mean? Like they they have like this brilliant intellect, right? They have this remarkable ability to create to com create absolute magic and then do absolutely nothing with it i mean it, <laughs> you know they can tell you what you know what the weather was seven years ago right they can 
um, you know, they can calculate your birthday, what day it was on, right? They have perfect recall, right? Like, like all these, the, you know, these incredible, with these amazing mental powers, right? But if you ask them to, you know, uh, get a grip on yourself, right? Get a grip. You ask, what does that mean, right? They just like start grabbing themselves, right? They don't understand like that, you know, they don't understand that it's not a literal thing you're saying, right? Like, I don't know, I'm kind of rambling there a little bit, but just to kind of describe what exactly I'm talking about. It's like, they have this amazing ability to make a very good game and then just kind of like, yeah, you know, there you go. That's, that's it, right? We're not really going to drive that, right? We're not really going to push that. We have all this really good design, uh, but you know what? Are we going to capitalize on that? No, let's go and make something new. Let's go and make easy raids, like strike missions that don't do it, you know. That, yeah, that's <laughs> one thing I noticed. The bus, right? Like, I don't know what they're mm -hmm. doing. But, it uh, seems like uh, Reunit has, uh, like, they like to jump around a lot in terms of their design, where from one year to the next, they have a different idea of, of what the game should be and how people, how game people should be playing it. Um, I mean, we saw that first with the jump from Guild Wars 1 to Guild Wars 2. Guild Wars 2, they made dungeons and they stopped making dungeons. Like, I, one of the things that I really, I really remember remarking at was in early 2016, I think it was, when uh, Colin Johansson, good old uh, sword swinging Colin Johansson, um, left the company and Michael Bryan stepped up. Do you remember how the company changed the way it communicated? Oh, we just stopped doing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why? Why was that? Why do you think they did that? You know, with, with a lot of this stuff, like the the answer is always going to be very boring, and the answer is we'll really never know. Uh, I I'm not even sure if I would exactly want to to speculate why, because I think I just I'm not really in the position to really make an educated comment on it. Mm. Um, I don't know why ArenaNet went down this road with this mm -hmm. policy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they felt like they got burned a few times because they promised a lot and then didn't deliver. But mm -hmm. you know. The, the way, okay, I guess it's like a mentality thing, right? You know, if I was if I was continuously messing up, I was like, okay, right, I failed there. I promised I failed. I promised I failed. I promised I failed. Like, my solution would be to not fail. Right? Over promise, under delivers is yeah. what we see. To flip that, you under promise, over deliver. And what Arena decided to do was just to okay, we're just going to stop promising, right? If we don't promise, then we can't under deliver. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If we don't say anything, then if we don't ship anything that's fine right you know we're not saying we're going to do anything so mm -hmm. you know they can't be disappointed anymore uh, i mean what really needed to happen was they needed to you know get their shit together and get some get some bloody work done right and make a game right but instead they decide just to kind of say ah you know we just we won't tell them anything anymore we won't communicate right they yeah. know nothing and they can't yeah. complain yeah like they didn't tell us that a large part of the company wasn't even working on the game right yes and that's a really interesting one actually um this was a weird development and i think this would have upset me more and i would have felt a little bit more betrayed if i hadn't kind of already had my guild wars 2 emotional bypass um because <laughs> I, I will say this like quitting wow classic was one of the best things i could have done to keep enjoying the game and a lot of people would say oh that's because you found out the game was trash like no no i still play the game i still really like wow classic Mm -hmm. What it did was it gave me some distance from the game and it allowed me to essentially like unshackle my, my feelings um, from Guild Wars 2 like, um, and just kind of detach from it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so when, when this came out, right, when the layoffs came out, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that really sucks, man. Um, but it, it, and when, you know, the news about the, they kind of had the game on the backbone, they just didn't tell us. I was like, oh, wow, that's, you know, <laughs> that is a very cheeky net, but hey, I mean, it happens, right? But I think a lot of players really felt betrayed. I think a lot of veteran yeah. players felt very betrayed. It was a rough community moment. 
Yeah, in particular, like a, a friend of mine, Deroya, uh, Deroya Gaming. Mm-hmm. A lot of you, a lot of a lot of people in the community will know who that is. He felt very, very betrayed, and that was actually, and, and not to put words, in, I believe this is accurate in saying this. You know, um, that was kind of like his moment where he was like, "Okay, wow, actually, I'm gonna take a step back." Like, he, he's one of the most hardcore players, yeah, in the game. I'd say he gets all the all the ridiculous achievements, right? He farms everything, right? He's always doing something, and he still does that. He still plays, but that is what that caused him to back off from the game, from the community, and become less invested um, overall. And, and I think that was a really, really bad thing. It was a cruel thing to do uh, to their willing community. And, and to be honest, like it, the way they communicated that, the way they handled that, like it, it would be very hard, in my opinion. It would be very difficult to say that there there wasn't a little bit of disregard for the veteran player base there right you know i believe in the benefit of the doubt but it is a hard sell right that they weren't deliberately withholding that information right um and kind of disrespecting the the veteran community by communicating by not communicating in that way right to, to me they knew what they were doing right okay and look i get it it's business right it may it's it makes sense if you think about it, right, they they don't want to tell people that. Oh yeah, by the way, that game you really like, eh? We ain't feeling it so much, you guys. But hey, keep buying <laughs> stuff in the gem store, right? Not a good plan to do that, right? Like that's not going to get past the marketing guys. Um, but on the other hand, it does come across as a little bit yikes, right? That that was a bit. Oh yeah, they um, hmm, that's a little bit questionable uh, from the PR side of things uh, because mm-hmm. it failed, right? Like. Arena essentially gambled on all of their new products, their new projects, their new game, their PS game, their, their console game, whatever it was, right? Like, whatever. Okay, obviously yeah, failed miserably for whatever reason, and we never will know exactly what went down. But yeah, they gambled and were like, okay, we're kind of being a little bit deceptive with the community, but it's okay because we're going to release these new products and they're going to be super happy, so they're not going to care about it. I would like to talk to someone who knows that story, even yeah. offline. Well, the leaks did the leaks get the insider information yeah but, uh, the trouble is, is that none of that happened and essentially they didn't do anything and then they had to kind of come clean and they got caught mm-hmm. and it didn't look good and they endured you know for all that i love reading i do i really like the company i'm you know i know some of the employees there who work there. i've chatted with them as well done raids with them and all that kind of stuff right mm-hmm. um for all i love the company they fucked up right you know they they got caught and they got roasted for it and i hate to say it you know they deserved it i mean it's just mm-hmm. it, it came at a very unfortunate time because they were kind of getting roasted after they just have massive layoffs so it was kind of like kicking a dead co- kicking a dead horse you know kicking a company while it's down yeah the publisher but, kicked them and then the community um, jumped on top yeah. yeah and this is where it really gets difficult like and this is to the advantage of arena i think it's very difficult um for a for a consumer for a player to really go hard on a company but the truth of the matter is they sell a you buyer right okay if they aren't doing something right then it's mm-hmm. completely uh, on the player to one tell them they're doing wrong and not feel bad about it right mm-hmm. okay like you know for, for all it is arena is not your friend arena wants your money right welcome to capitalism that's how it works i know there are good people there and you know what i bet they're all lovely okay i'd love to sit down and have a cup of tea but here's the thing all the cup of tea in the universe ain't gonna make the game better right okay that's on them at the end of it and it's a really difficult thing to separate um the personal right the fact that these are real people right and balance that with the fact that this is a company and they need to produce a good product because that is Mm -hmm. how 
reality works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, players, <laughs> um, especially MMO players, they form relationships with the games they play. Mm-hmm. And the companies that develop them are the custodians of those relationships. And community really did get burned. I remember um, that announcement that that Mo made when he came, when he, when he really stepped up, at least publicly, in 2016. He made a big speech, a not speech, uh, uh, I guess a letter, talking about how there were three different content teams doing live releases. And they also had X number of developers working on the expansion too. I remember getting so juiced reading about that. I was bummed that they came in and nerfed Heart of Thorns, right? They kind of went back on the direction of this is actually end game content. Um, it's supposed to be hard out here. And then Path of Fire came out. And then, um, so when I when I played season four, episode six, which was the one where we fought, fought and killed Krakatoric, right? And there's the big cutscene with Orin at the end. The overwhelming feeling that I got was that Guild Wars 2 was supposed to end. The story was supposed to end there. That was supposed to be it for the Guild Wars 2 story. And yeah, absolutely. that got I, I think fucked up by whatever Arena's plans were to, 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 to move over to new titles getting chopped out from under him. No, and I think that, that's absolutely That true. was a shitty um, realization for me. And, and, and there's, there's, uh, this is what you wanted to talk about later, actually, but there were a few kind of, um, not, not exactly leaks, I suppose, but a few comments from a certain um, writer, actually, mm-hmm. uh, who, an ex, ex-employee of Arena that actually shed some light on this. Uh, and this person was very insightful, actually, on some of these issues. You're talking about Jessica Price, um, right? Yeah, talking about, talking about Jessica Price, yeah. And she, she talked candidly about the, the company. What did she say? Um, uh, well, she she essentially said that they were told to write the ending to be to be it could be an ending, but it could also be open ended, right? Okay, like that was the kind of the brief they had. Like she tweeted mm-hmm. a little bit about, a little bit about this, and you know, obviously probably shouldn't have been saying that, but you know, she was a slightly disgruntled um, that bridge was burned hard, I suppose, right? <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't think she really cared at that point, right? Like what exactly was going yeah. on there? Um, but yeah, like we actually got some really good insight into that. And yeah, that it was certainly, okay, do we want to do an expansion or are we moving on? Right. And they wanted to leave it open. Right. Uh, and then of course they ended up doing it right. They, they are doing an expansion to the game, but I think, yeah, if things had gone well, they were, that was it. That was the end of Guild Wars 2. Um, and, and I still think Arena in a way does want to be free of Guild Wars 2. Um, they, they have to do this now because otherwise NCSoft is going to get them and pull the plug. But yeah, um, that was originally going to be the end of Guild Wars, for sure, um, at the end of the morning. It was like, okay, everyone's flying off into the sunset. This is game over, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And it was very obvious, very obvious that, that was the case, I think. If that's the case, then, because the arc ended with Orin, you know, ascending into Elder Dragonhood, right? Re- replacing Krakatoric, right? And Orin's story started in, was it season season one or season two? It's been a while. Because there was the egg, right? And the master of whatever with the Zephyrites. Um, I didn't play season one, and I came in at the end of season two, so that time's a little fuzzy to me. Um, I guess I'm just asking myself, and maybe this is just poking at a wound. I don't know. But I can't stop thinking about it, is how long ago did ArenaNet know they were going to be, that they were planning to end the game? Like, what was, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a player who got burned, and I want to know why. That's what I feel like. I, I feel like I'm, I'm a jilted ex-girlfriend. And I want to know what the fuck happened, and I'm never going to get an explanation. I think um, they probably knew for a long time. I think companies have very, very big internal timelines, mm-hmm. right? You know, they they know a lot more than us a lot earlier. Um, but the thing is, I don't criticize them for this. Like, I criticize them for failing, 
uh, if, that, if that makes any What's sense. What's the communication uh, that sucked? I think you can get away I, with I, almost I, anything if you communicate about it, right? Don't you think? I, I don't know. Like the thing is, I, I don't think that they they can't they can't just say, oh yeah, by the way, we're working on Guild Wars three, guys, right? Because obviously that sets an expectation in the community, right? And they obviously thought they could pull it off. The problem was that they failed um, because I actually agree with ArenaNet. ArenaNet, in my opinion, are right to get away from Guild Wars two for whatever reason, and I'm sure there are a myriad reasons why this mm-hmm. is the case. But Guild Wars two is an absolute nightmare for them to develop. It's right? a dead it takes formula. A long time yeah. to add content. It take there are bugs right that are just misery to work out right. Um, there are design issues with the game right. Like you know, it, it has aging systems. You've got the lag in the open world now right. There's a whole. You know, I noticed that. that. It takes them ages to work on skins as they. they I think at one point they said something like it takes like nine months to make an armor set or something like that and that's why they do outfits now or some crazy ridiculous stuff like that it takes them mm-hmm. ages to do stuff um yeah arena wants to get away from this they want to be free um of guild wars 2 and i think they were right to do that i think they were probably trying to do some kind of guild wars 3 or some kind of other mmo product um that was going to replace guild wars 2 mm-hmm. um but obviously that didn't work out but their intention their idea was definitely correct Guild Wars 2 is an excellent game, but it's built on the engine of a, you know, Guild Wars 1. It's obviously spaghetti, right? People, you know, barely understand how the game works at this point because most of the original developers aren't there anymore. And this is, you know, I'm just going to be clear, like, this is not their fault. You know, I'm, I'm a developer as well. And look, when I look at back something, that, look back at something that I made, you know, like two years ago, I'm like, like how the hell does this work? You know, like, what is that? Like, <laughs> what is going on there? You know? What do you and do, when you're on I'm a developer. Bit of, what, kind bit of, of, what do you work on? Bit of, bit of PHP, you know, bit of C sharp PHP developer. Web developer? Uh, yeah, back in web developer all cool. the time. But um, anyway, it, it's, yeah, like it, obviously that's going to happen with any kind of long term project. It's going to become a nightmare to manage it and to continue developing it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as time goes on. And taking that, you know, taking that away and starting fresh. Yeah, probably would be a good thing for the game, right? And they'd be able to do a lot more with a brand new engine, brand new team of people who actually know what all the all the code does, right? Wow, amazing, incredible, would be great. Um, but yeah, obviously that didn't. Yeah, you hate to see it. Hmm. I'd be excited to play Guild Wars Three. Yes, Guild Wars Three would be amazing. Um, what would they do the, with the it? Trouble is- what would they do with it? Um, uh, they would probably just go in a, you know, I mean, <laughs> my fear would be that they would just double down and make the game even more casual, right? Um, which is probably likely, to be honest, actually, like as horrifying as it sounds. Like, uh, you know, this this would actually be big, dude. Like, I, I think that they they might even just remove PvP. I, I think they might keep World versus World, but I don't think they'd have structured PvP again. Like, no joke. I actually think they wouldn't have it. Um, they'd remove at, l- at least one game mode would get the chop, right? Okay, because um, the developers have actually, uh, actually, one of the ex-developers, Isaiah Cartwright, who mm-hmm. now works for Manorworks, he spoke about this a little bit, mm-hmm. and he felt that one of the really big difficulties with Guild Wars 2 was how many game modes they had, right? Which was yeah. three, three game modes. Well, maybe four if you open world, instance PvE. So like open world PvP, PvE, instance pve and then you have pvp and world versus world right and they said that um developing all of that in one go was a big it wasn't they didn't say a mis- he didn't say a mistake 
he said it just made it incredibly challenging. So I think with Guild Wars 3, they would chop down the game mode. They'd cut at least one. And uh, I would actually anticipate that they would entirely focus on PvE, which, in my opinion, would be very unfortunate. But Well, that's their that's base right now. And, and they'd probably simplify the game. Like one, And this is a really big problem that ArenaNet has right now, actually, uh, because a lot of people um, deny this, but Guild Wars 2 was originally supposed to be a hardcore esports PvP game, right? Mm-hmm. All the way back to the start. Uh, they were pushing esports. They wanted it to be a PvP-focused game. And the combat and system is built of, for PvP. Totally. Correct, yes. And because of this, it turns out the game is actually really hard. Um, to play and and a few people found that out recently um but the game is very difficult to play to play correctly and that does not gel very well with their casual player base right right because um it you say it's harder than wow uh, it's far harder than wow mechanically uh there's a before the wow people get me uh world of warcraft is a considerably harder game but mechanically guild wars 2 is harder uh, to play well that is Mm -hmm. Uh, the encounter design in say you know wow raids is far harder than guild wars 2 there is nothing in guild wars 2 that really comes close to say mythic you know uh, right the mythic chain retail mythic Mm-hmm. Nazoth, right, or whatever it is, right? Like it, it's not on the level of retail or on the level of Final Fantasy, but on a mechanical level, yeah. Like Guild Wars Two is super hard to actually play correctly um, on an individual level, a, a lot more for each individual, individual player. Just, yeah, it's just a lot more dynamic. There's a lot more things to manage uh, in the game than, and, and there's a, there's an incredibly high skill cap because of the, way the combat system mm-hmm. um, in Guild Wars Two, and and this means that most players are very very bad, right? They struggle a lot. Um, at the game and this is again a huge headache for arena mm-hmm. because they can't push their game mechanically they can't design challenging encounters because players simply won't be able to do them i mean arena they they kind of like mean themselves a little bit one of the developers was talking on guild chat and they essentially implied that they design a lot of content in the game around auto attacking. I believe right? it. Um, for open world content. And yeah, I do believe it because they're in a really tough spot. If they make it require even a tiny bit of DPS or healing or coordination, then people just won't be able to do it because of how bad the average player is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that Mike Z said. I think Mike, I, I, I think we had a chat with Mike Z at Gamescom. I think this is one of the things we talked about. Um, the average player in Guild Wars 2 does one-tenth the DPS of a good player. It's right? a great stat. Okay, Yeah, it is a good stat. And also, this is another really, really fun stat. This is one that I love to kind of troll people with a little bit. Um, the average rating in Guild Wars 2, and, and this is, by the way, this is not, I want to make this clear, this isn't like an, I haven't, you know, I, this is just, this has been stated. Like, most people end up in gold, right? Like, low gold in PvP. Okay. Okay? In Guild Wars 2. Have a okay. guess where a lot of bots end up in Guild Wars 2 PvP. <laughs> higher Turns than out, yeah. Uh, no, no, to be fair, not higher. They used to, actually. Like, there used to be bots in Platinum, uh, but then like a lot of the classes that the bots could play quite effectively, like Mirage and Scourge, they got nerfed down pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it turns out that bots in PvP these days tend to end up um, in kind of like high silver or low gold. Right, so the average player in Guild Wars Two is basically on the same level as a bot, right? Mm-hmm. And these bots, when you play against them, they're not good. Okay, they're very, very bad indeed. You do not want one on your team. Okay, you do not, you do not want a bot on your team in Guild Wars Two PvP. But that is where they end up. They end up at about average rating, right? Why do people bot is, um, in PvP? What's because, the incentive? 
it's actually a really good gold farm, right? If you have a bot oh. like running 24-7, it generates you a huge amount of gold because you the bots get a decent win rate. That's the thing, right? They get like just slightly below 50% win rate. Um, because Do you um, need to win to farm gold in PvP? Um, you don't necessarily have to win, but obviously winning, you know, gets you more. It's right? better. So yeah, it's better, right? And if you have like a 50% win rate or something like that, then it's pretty viable gold farm. Because playing ranked games actually gets you a lot of gold for finishing your ranked um reward thingy, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, doing the, you also get the reward track, the reward gold track. for winning, mm -hmm. right? People even bot or multi-box ATs, right? The tournaments, because that you, you know, if you've got if you've got five bot accounts oh, playing in every single daily AT, right? Then damn, that's quite a lot of gold, right? Just the more I read about that, ATs, right? the more I, the more I, the more I hear about people fucking selling them, botting them, all kinds of demoralizing you know, shit. The, I mean, not, that is really that really that rampant, or is it just no, 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 no. So, so the selling thing was it was a a very big meme. Basically, the first monthly AT, uh, you know, with the the crown mm -hmm. was sold on the NA server. Right? Mm -hmm. It was they 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 straight up sold it for I believe it was two thousand dollars, quite a lot of money. Um, it was for I oh, know yeah, I think it was like four hundred to each of the members. So I guess sixteen hundred dollars, not two thousand, okay. because it was. A, four and then one guy getting boosted actually no it was no it was it was two thousand because the guy was playing on the other guy's account right it was like an account share kind of deal mm -hmm. um to actually get the carry there and there was another instant on eu with a little bit of shenanigans going on with the um boat uh gizmo as well um but it honestly doesn't happen that much like with the ats and all, all like the botting and stuff like that if you if you go into like a bot or a multi-box in the at you're almost guaranteed to win you're not going to lose to that so it's not really a big issue it, it happened like once like, yeah, back in the day. Mm -hmm. yeah that makes um, sense and, you know, people, people the, get, the, get, get the 80s yeah. are actually pretty good i'm guessing usually yeah and and the, you know they, well i mean they're they they're at least you know aware of of, of, of how to enter the at which is a good start yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in general it's really not an issue like all the players involved were actioned on both of those occasions so it's like it's not okay but you think they'll get rid of it for guild wars 3 i would not be surprised if for Guild Wars 3, it was a PvE-centric game without re a lot of PvP interaction. Yeah, it'd be a shame. Seems like it would be a shame. PvP has always been a big part of Guild Wars identity, even going back to Guild Wars 1. Yeah. I mean, but, but the thing is, though, um, you've got to ask yourself a question, right? Like, what would you rather them do? Would you rather them have, like, a really stellar top-tier PvE experience or, like... A half baked PVE Honestly? and half baked PVP experience, you know. I want them. To, I want them to pick one game mode and do it well. Yeah, you know, I agree. I think that's really the that biggest problem. Is for whatever reason their studio, and maybe there is no studio that can do multiple oh. game modes well. I don't know. Oh, no, I you've fallen into my trap card, my son. Oh, you're you're in so much trouble now. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to play my trap card. They have chosen. You're gonna roast me? Open. No, I'm not gonna yeah, roast I mean, you, but they. They have chosen. They've chosen open world casual PVE as Yeah, but they haven't really chosen it. We still get new they raids have. once a year, at least we did before strikes well, came uh, out. I mean how, how, they're done now though. The, what's, the difference? Well, what, what's the difference between those two though? Like, you know, what how how you know they release like a, a new map with loads of story like every three months and they do like a raid every like, two years and a fractal every year. Like, well, I think the difference me, is like that, that to me says, yeah, they've they've pretty clearly made their decision. Yeah, you, you know, like it's they're not exactly obscuring it, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess, like, I see a game like like this, like when we have today, that 
focuses really hard on one thing and then kind of has these these drop-ins for these these niche communities every once in a while as being very different from a game that is narrower in scope and focuses on doing one thing very well. Like, um, what if the whole game was just this this open world exploration stuff and there were no dungeons, there were no fractals, there were no raids? What if that was the whole game? And the whole game was built on these open world interactions and it had clearly defined places where players could apply skill or not, but they didn't try to balance, they didn't try to have PvP, they didn't try to have world versus world. Like, try to do one game really well. And even though they're they're they're, they're kind of applying this formula now, it feels like, um, they're still held back by the need to if if they don't keep these certain content channels going, the community will destroy the game from the outside. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, th this the way they approach releasing content essentially causes the community to make Guild Wars Two look very bad from an outside perspective, right? And it's, yeah, this, this is certainly true. There's a huge incentive to go to that community. We've seen recently with Summit One G coming out of nowhere and playing Guild Wars Two, this huge spike in activity for the game even outside of his stream. Yeah. It turns out, reading it, that the whole Twitch thing might have something to it. Um, you know, hopefully they figure that out now. But yeah, it turns out that Twitch is a pretty powerful tool. Uh, it's a shame that reading it took uh, eight years to figure that out. But you know, it is have they it figured it out though? No, no, they haven't. I mean, Summit no, just the, showed up. He got sick of VSO, right? Yes, he is gone again now, though. Unlucky. Yeah, so I'm playing Call of Duty. Maybe he'll be back. <laughs> He's playing off stream. Apparently, it's more like the streaming experience wasn't great, uh, which is understandable, right? He had. He had 10,000 apes yelling at him, telling him what to do. Not much fun, to be honest with you. Yeah, not the way I'd want to I'd want to try to play a game like that. Yeah, so I, I hear what you're saying about the idiots of on Arena Net. Um, I could definitely see Guild Wars 3. I just don't, I don't get the sense that Arena Net knows what they want. Well, I mean, I, I do. I think they know exactly what they want, right? They, they're trying but to keep as many players engaged as possible. Um, and they're going to drive the game in a very story-driven direction with a lot of casual content, and they just try and keep people hooked. Because Arena is, very, is, is quite savvy on this. Like they're, they're very acutely aware that every other MMO sucks. Um, you know, other MMOs, they're not good, okay? Like, there's a reason why, you know, <laughs> there's a reason why Asmongold spends his time, like, reacting to videos and doing mount contests, right? Okay, it's because the actual game itself is not particularly engaging, like, particularly from a, for a streaming perspective, right? Okay, um, that is, I'm talking the retail world of Warcraft. Right. Okay? Like, right. you know, doing like meta activities in the community around the game is a lot more exciting than the game itself, right? Like, that's just the way it is. Like Final Fantasy, again, it's basically like WoW, except it's weeaboos, right? Instead of um, instead of dragons and stuff, right? Nothing mm -hmm. really talking about that. ESO is just scuffed Guild Wars 2, right? Like at the MMO genre right now is dead, right? There are no good MMOs, um, nothing really on the immediate horizon for a while except New World, which who knows how that's going to turn out at this point. Um, right. And this means that Arena is in an amazing position because they have the best product, right? What they're selling on a, on a mechanical level is just that much better that it barely even matters how slowly they release content. That's because because people are going to be drawn back to the game to come play the game because it is just more fun to play than the alternatives, right? It's true. If you play World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy, you will get more content. 
than Guild Wars 2. Final Fantasy, not so much. Um, I very correct, I'm, you know what, I always lord this over people, but Final Fantasy actually has some very serious uh, content release schedule issues as mm -hmm. well, um, mm -hmm. uh, as it stands right now. Now, to be fair, that is because of uh, a lot of that is apparently because of COVID-19. Fair enough. Um, but still, right, it encounters the same issue as Guild Wars 2. And, and even World of Warcraft, it's not like they're releasing like a raid every three months. Like You get two a year or so. Now, to be fair, they each have like 10 bosses with a mythic setting as well. But mm -hmm. look, let's not talk about that. Um, the point is, is that you come back to play Guild Wars 2 after you're done with that because the game is just more fun because the combat is better. And in these MMOs, you're just fighting stuff, right? That's that's what these games are, right? You fight bosses, you farm mobs, right? You do this, you do that. It is essentially the same thing. And you know, these games are different, right? They 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 you know they're a different kind of car, right? They've got a different ride. You know, the aircon's a bit different, right? The seats are different, right? Whatever. You know, the sat nav's got a different accent. But ultimately, you are going to come back to Guild Wars two because even though even though maybe you only get to drive the car um a fairly short distance right and you don't get to you know it, it can only go around the car park it's not really allowed on the open road as much it's still got the best ride it's got the best sound system and it looks really sexy as well right like that's the thing about guild wars 2 yeah, because they have the best they have the best inherent mechanical core product it honestly barely even matters. They're, they're, they're like quite dismal release schedule for any kind of instance or like end game content because all the other stuff, one, it's still relevant, right? Like all the fractals, all the raids, you can still play those, right? Like you yeah. haven't out-leveled them, outgrown them. They're still fun to play and they will always be fun to play. And the thing is, you'll get bored of the other games because mechanically, they're just not as interesting, right? And this is what Arena exploits very effectively, whether they do it intentionally or unintentionally. Like Guild Wars 2 is just inherently more fun to play than a lot of these other titles. And they, well, I think they know it. I don't yeah. think they're stupid. That's one thing um, that I think you're totally right about is they somehow nailed the best feeling MMO. Like, and you see that with mounts too. That's another great expression of that phenomenon. Holy shit, the mount system in this game. What, the feeling I had with it is why has no other game tried this? Why has no other game done this with mounts? This is so good, it seems obvious. Um, yeah. And yeah, this is something that Arena, again, they have, the, they, like I said, you know, they're, they're idiot smarts. They have this amazing ability to create systems better than other people, right? Like they, they have this magical superpower um, where they can say, okay, mm -hmm. we're going to do this way better than everyone else, right? Now, they chose mounts, which in my opinion is like a huge waste of their like giant brains because mounts are not gameplay, right? Like, you know, they're kind of fun to ride around on, right? You know, I want a mount race today, right? Because I'm a god gamer. They're not I combat, but they're gameplay. Right? Um, oh, yeah. I think they're a novelty. Like they're a gimmick, in my opinion. Like, oh. and I think this, I think this is one of the reasons why a lot of um why other games companies haven't done this, why other MMOs haven't done this. Because yeah, it's kind of fun. Like you're on your raptor, like you're doing. You feed it a fish, right? It's got some cute animations, but that ain't gonna get you logging in the game, dude. Like that, that's just not how it works. That's like true. it makes for a nice screenshot. It makes for a nice, you know, one k upvoted post on Reddit, but it ain't gameplay, right? Um, you know, until you can figure out a way to turn that into content that you're going to want to keep repeating constantly, it's no good for your MMORPG. It will be great in a single player game, mm -hmm. right? It'll be awesome, right? I, you know, I think, and, and to be frank, the mounts in Guild Wars 2 definitely put um, single player, well, I mean, I think a lot of games have very questionable horse physics in particular, right? 
um, it would absolutely put a lot of these games to shame in the way they handle, um, it, you know, in, in single player games. But the thing is, it's a single player gimmick, right? Like because single player games, you play through them once, and it's all about that immersion, about that experience. MMOs are not that, right? MMOs are about living in a world that just kind of goes on forever. And a mount is definitely going to be a fun novelty to mess around with and, and have a good time with, right? But eventually, it's just irrelevant, and it's going to fade into the background mm -hmm. and, and not mm -hmm. be a part of your, like, actual reason to log into the game. Yeah, and this this emphasizes the repeatability problem that you've, you've talked about as well. Um, so if we establish that Guild Wars 2 feels great and that's what draws people in, um, that's fine. Does that also mean, on the other hand, to you, that the thing that drives people away is the lack of repeatability? Is, 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 is that the two sides of the sword in your mind? Uh, the lack of re... Wait, sorry, a second? Uh, I, so yeah, you're saying what, what brings people back from other games, from other experiences, from taking a break is how good the game feels, right? That's what you're, you're saying. Like, it's a great game. Yes. It feels good. looks good. Um, what is it that drives people away from it? Is it, is it that, that lack of repeatability? Like, uh, to, to honestly, to, to, be a, to speak as a self-centered player, it's because you feel like you're not wanted in a way. Um, you know, if you're a raid player or a PvP player, it's very easy to feel like Arena don't care about you or even don't want you or actively don't want you. And that's because um, of the, the content drip for those yeah because, yeah because the content drip and the way they approach designing stuff for other gamers right it's very obvious that they want to push the game in a casual direction which typically isn't going to include pvp sure um as well but yeah the game does hook you in because of how, how it works and to address the point in chat from um from cam mm -hmm. uh, obviously you know the, the the you know the eight-year-old fractals they're not the best thing in the universe um but i think they are still relevant and they still are inherently fun right you know like where, for example you know a game I've played a hell of a lot um, would be Super Mario Brothers 2, right? You know, I know this game inside out, right? It's a good game, right? I like this game. I've played it a lot. And I can, I can play that game and I will have fun, even though I know all the levels. I know how all the boss encounters mm -hmm. and stuff. It's the same with any old game I play. I've played a lot of Dawn of War, a lot of RTS games, like the StarCraft II campaign. I can log on to that and I can have a good time, right? The game feels fun. The game feels engaging to play. Same with like the Command and Conquer titles, right? You know, like I just like the gameplay, right? It doesn't matter that I've done every mission like fifty times, right? They're just fun because they are. They have an inherent level of a uh, fun gameplay to them mm -hmm. that can keep them relevant and keep them feeling enjoyable to play. And that's why, uh, even though the content is old and yes, irrelevant or whatever, right? Of course it is, right? Um, it doesn't matter because it's just in. It has an inherent level of fun to it. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, that allows it to maintain its replayability. Uh, and mm. still be uh, an enjoyable experience, even though it is obviously you know, very old and you've done it a thousand times. So do you think that the crowd that plays Guild Wars is like very different from the crowd who would play a feel like a, like a RuneScape or the kind of MMO that has a lot of goals and progress, but doesn't feel great to play? You think it's entirely different audiences? Not entirely different audience, but it's sufficiently different that Arena has once again positioned themselves in a very intelligent way, such that they aren't in really in any direct competition with any other MMO. Uh, yeah. In fact, that they are, um, they are very much on their own for the experience that they deliver. But even better than that, um, they are positioned in such a way that you, Guild Wars Two is exactly what you want after you rage quit another MMO. Right? Yeah. Okay, like, it's a comfort that, MMO. 
it is a comfort MMO, right? Like after you rage quit your, Fuck, right. your main MMO, you go play Guild Wars 2, right? Because yeah. that is exactly what you need. Right? That's what it, happens it, to it, me. I get sick of other games way, and I'm like, I need I need a fix. What's going on yeah. in, in fucking Tyria? Yeah, and, and you said this earlier, right? Like Guild Wars 2, I, I would actually go a step further. Guild Wars 2 isn't just the anti-WoW. Guild Wars 2 is the anti-MMO, right? Mm. It, it, it is the MMO that is sufficiently different from every other MMO that you can still say, dude, I'm an MMO player, but you can play Guild Wars 2 and have a completely different experience mm -hmm. um, that you really won't get anywhere else. And that allows it to basically be like the parrot, you know, the, the cushion. When you fall off your other MMO, you fall directly into Guild Wars 2's clutches. Uh, and it takes you, it gets you at that point and there's no escape you can't escape guild wars 2 and 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 that that meme that meme has a has a lot of weight to it right and i believe it's also because of the combat system right as well mm -hmm. that causes people to come back to the game but it's also because it's the perfect game um to to play after you stop playing another mmo and mm -hmm. this is why this get this get judged about like you know people always meme like, oh yeah he'll be back he'll be back and of course you will mm -hmm. right because there is no alternative right yeah, there's even though mm -hmm. Even though there's a lot of flaws, there are a lot of problems with Guild Wars 2. I, I don't think, well, actually, a few people on the subreddit would deny that, but there are a lot of problems with Guild Wars 2. But people come back because what else are you going to play, right? And the answer is nothing. Like, you, you don't have any other game to play. It's Guild Wars 2 or nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people are addicted to online games. They're addicted to MMOs. Got to play something, so it's going to be Guild Wars 2. Mm -hmm. And then you complain on the Reddit. Yeah, exactly. Then you make an angry Reddit post about how you're rage quitting the game. I guess that's a seems like it could be a problem to me though. If you let's just say Arena are brilliant and that they're consciously designing a game that is kind of like a a backstop for the MMO industry, right? Uh, a catch all for the for the players who can't who can't jive with current MMOs but still want to play a massively online RPG game like this. Um, you do that. You provide this experience. And what we have now is there's this, there's, um, man, it always kills me whenever I see the community eating itself up on the subreddit or, or elsewhere, but mainly on Reddit. Um, I remember um, back when, I think it was in 2016, after all the raid releases happened, how pissed everyone in the community were not at ArenaNet, but at Raiders because they were getting content. And on either side of Heart of Thorns, there was a nine-month content drought for anyone who didn't raid. Why do you think these kinds of community interactions happen? Is it, is it a result of the way the game is, or is it just a gaming community thing? Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've got my fair share of gripes with the Guild Wars 2 community, but it's definitely not fair um, to, to really say it's like a Guild Wars 2 thing. This happens mm -hmm. in every community. Um, what doesn't happen, is, well, and to, and to be fair, actually, no, I, I'm actually going to go even further than this. Like, I was going to say something like, yeah, ReadNet responds to it and, and handles it appallingly. But no, actually, every big company is really awful at doing this, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How, I don't, I, honestly, I wonder how some of these companies got where they are, okay? It's kind of a failing upwards <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, a lot of the time is, is how it certainly seems. But um, I, I, I can't remember who said this, but I, I, well, Nike told me about this. He said that someone said this. It's like a quite, I, apparently someone famous said it, so it must be true, right? Mm. But what happens is, might have been Steve Jobs, actually. It might have been Jobs. What you have is you have a lot of very, very passionate people who make a product, right? And then eventually all those people end up getting replaced by people who want money and men in suits, right? And then oh, yeah. all the... All the 
passion's gone, all the energy's gone, and then then you end up with Blizzard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, with, well, with the way it is right now. Yeah. You the, the people who are passionate about the product get replaced by people who are passionate about the business. That happens with, with anything that's successful, I think. And yeah. so so the creators got to move on. It becomes bad. Uh, but, but you know, I apologize. I, I kind of um, sidetracked that. Why does this happen? Like, why does this happen? It, it happens. I like sidetracks, by the way. So that's fine. Uh, one, uh, online communities are vicious, and they want their thing, right? Okay, so that's just the way it goes. But there is another element to it, and the element is that with a slow release schedule, and honestly, a lot of the time, it always feels like Arena is kind of teetering on the brink of oblivion, right? It, it, it is very much a it feels like every game mode for for itself right you know what i mean it feels like it feels like a very much a zero sum game you know it's like okay yeah. if if that raid comes out that means i don't get something right mm -hmm. if if i'm a, say say i'm a pvp player um and i and a raid gets released that's like oh, wait hang on a minute right that's raids i don't like raids i'm never going to play raids i mm -hmm. those raiders man they're ruining my game i'm not getting any content and in a way that statement is true. I, no, actually, not in a way. That statement is true. Um, of course, it's a zero-sum game. There are only so many hours in the day. They only have so many programmers. They only have so many artists, so many developers, right? Now, obviously, it's a little bit more complicated than that, right? Because they've got different teams working on different stuff. But, but still, and you the, can the always get more teams. Holds, right? Yeah. But, but the principle holds, right? They, they only have so many hands to assign to projects, right? And do stuff. Um, and this is why people are very very aggressive with each other as well and i think with guild wars 2 there is the added element that you have something very very interesting which isn't just casual players you have very toxic casual players right you have a lot mm. of very entitled players and and this is cultured from the game itself like the game does not require you to really put in any effort to get any of the rewards mm -hmm. okay that is to say even if you are literally the worst player ever and you only auto attack you'll get all the legendaries pretty much no problem right mm -hmm. not exactly the hardest thing in the universe so when something like a raid comes along or a challenge mode and you can't get that reward anymore you're upset you're mad you're entitled right because you don't have you don't want to get good you don't want to have yeah. to know what you're doing you don't want to read tool tips what's reading i don't you did all that at school what the hell is that i don't want to do reading anymore right mm -hmm. um and I have my nine so jobs and my 15 you, children Exactly. You, know, you, you get mad. You know, I don't want to have to interact with another human being in my massively multiplayer online game. Um, you know, I don't want to do that. And it's the same thing with PvP, of course. Right? You know, I don't want to have to fight other players. This is ridiculous. They should put this in, in, in open world PvE as well. And obviously this is insane, right? Like these people are idiots. Um, they want to devalue and remove any kind of value um, with any reward or anything within the game and just kind of put it into a giant mush where it, it doesn't matter what you've done. Everything is irrelevant and nothing matters, which mm -hmm. would just be a terrible game. Um, but that's what people want. What not very vocal minority want. And the trouble is, is that, you know, I, I've witnessed this behavior and I'm actually a really good example for this. Sometimes on the subreddit, People will agree with my opinions and upvote me a lot. Other times, I'll say basically the same thing or exactly the same thing. And I'll get massively downvoted and there'll be people, you know, roasting me in the comments section. Why does this happen? It happens because social media is a disease and social media is a hive mind. And they'll follow, basically, the, the sheep will follow the crowd and the momentum goes in one way or another. And, and this is why the Guild Wars 2 subreddit and subreddits in general, 
are very susceptible to incredibly hyperbolic mood swings. Because if you can get like a downvote train going or an upvote train going, everyone's just going to agree with you because that's the zeitgeist, right? Like that is the that's the feeling, that's the mm -hmm. mood on the subreddit, and people are going to hive mind together, and they're going to either roast you, they're going to disagree with you, agree with you, basically completely arbitrarily and not really think too much about it, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to just say, oh, wow, yeah, that sounds good. Let me upvote that, or, oh, I don't like that. I'm going to downvote that. Look, all these other people are downvoting or upvoting, right? And, yeah, you just end up with these big momentums. But that's not unique to Guild Wars 2. Like, the, the exact same thing happens in basically every online um every online gaming sphere right that exists that's mm -hmm. just how people are right like mm -hmm. when people are online um they i don't know you know how script get more intelligent the more of them there are humans <laughs> are the opposite um maybe the more people aspirational are, yeah yeah yeah. you want to be like chat aspire to be a script okay don't yes. be like humans on social media humans <laughs> on social media the more of us there are the dumber we get that's actually true well i mean that's probably well uh, you could probably find some science on that, seriously, guys, right? You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, it's it's ridiculous. It really is. It goes back to our tribal programming, right? I, I, like, humans didn't evolve to be part of this global village we call the internet. Mm. I was um chatting with uh, Rel a couple weeks ago, the lead game uh, designer on Planetside 2, and we talked about how, essentially, no one really knows how to make a live services game. No one really knows how to do it well. Um I think there's some examples of people who are having a lot of success. Like I look at the riots, um, sorry, mm -hmm. the company riot, not riots in the real world. Um, but of course that that's also a company that makes competitive PVP games where toxicity is, is, is an enormous issue that they've dealt with at a, many different scales. Um, even though I don't necessarily think though that Guild Wars is particular is, is um, I would say uniquely responsible for this kind of an, uh, manifestation I still feel like there are things that can happen to mitigate it. I've pretty much any game that I pick up, I always throw myself into the Reddit community. And even though there's, to your point, always animosity, I still feel like Guild Wars is particularly divisive. And yeah, the sense and, and that I get is that it has a lot to do with everyone just feeling starved for what they want. And that's where the state of the game comes into it. The state of the game is why people are so rabid about this, right? Because they feel that and if, if, if they allow a positive opinion or a reasonable take about an aspect of the game they have no interest in, then Arena Net will see it and they'll do it. And then my game will become worse and I won't be able to play that. I won't right. be able to do that. So yeah, like because of that, yes, people are very, very aggressive about it. I will say this does happen in other games too, but yeah, it happens in Guild Wars 2 more. And look, I'm just going to say this, right? Like, And I'm, I will... I will state both sides of, of this equation because they absolutely mm -hmm. are. Like, you can be a very toxic, like, hardcore player. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Guild Wars 2 doesn't actually have that many of those. What it's it does true. Have, it's reversed. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's the exact inverse. Um, Guild Wars 2 is the opposite of the elitist MMO. It is the aggressively casual MMO, right? That is to say that if you suggest anything outside of casual content, you will basically get, like, attacked, right? Okay, by rabid casuals who will come at you. And look, you can experience the game how you want to do. Like, I would consider myself a relatively casual player. I, I just log, I just play my video game, man. I, I'm just, like, messing around in, in PvP or whatever. I, I, I don't, I'm not, like, mega mega sweaty about uh -huh. the game i'm not like okay right let's get the team together let's get you know, get the boys you know I'm, I'm just doing some raids right you know i'm doing i'm doing my best as an individual but am i really try harding like as a team like you know to get raids together or to get pv team no 
I'm just messing around and having fun with the boys, right? Is, mm-hmm, is what I'm mm-hmm, doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing my best on an individual level to play the game as well as I can. Um, so you can experience the game how you want to experience the game. I've got no problem with casual players. Mm-hmm. I think casual players are great. Casual players are the bedrock of any you game from mm-hmm. all the way from uh, old school RuneScape all the way up um, to Guild Wars 2, right? You know, like, <laughs> you know, both ends of the spectrum there, right? Like you need casual players. Otherwise, there's nothing for the hardcore players mm-hmm. because, you know, it, you know, true hardcore players, like less than 10%, like honestly, less than 5% right. of the players, right? Especially in modern times with, with gaming becoming more and more accessible, more and more prevalent. You, you get more, a higher proportion of casual players because this thing you were talking about earlier, right? Like mm-hmm. there were a lot of these road bumps to even getting into the game right mm-hmm. okay even getting there right it, you know you know you have to get the right add-ons you've got to get the the right tech right the right hardware to even be able to interact in these right. communities and that's gone now right anyone can play wow right you don't you don't need to uh you know be in the, these kind of special you know super secret servers right to actually get in on the action anymore. no everyone can right so obviously the proportion of of players because the lower there's a low barrier to entry now you're going to get way more casual players mm-hmm. anyway there's nothing wrong with that right there's nothing wrong with that but the trouble is is that there is it does become a bit of a situation when you know anything outside of exactly what you want is annihilated and considered absolute garbage right like that's yeah that is a big problem but Mm -hmm. i mean all of it really stems back to the fact that people feel like the the end times are upon us and any deviation from the path mean that the game will you know like spiral off out of control and then you'll lose the game and then you'll hate the game you won't like it it's a sense of outsized control right and that's what seems to me like if people didn't believe they could influence the direction of Guild Wars 2 by upvoting a post on Reddit, they would have no incentive to, to brigade, brigade people who didn't who disagreed with them. Although I suppose it is just a natural behavior, right? It's more of a yeah, it, it, more of a zeitgeist just, aggregator than anything else. To your it's what you just, said it's just the way people are, right? I, I'm not yeah. going to level that accusation at the Guild Wars 2 community in particular, right? Like, yeah. people are always going to go for their interests. People are never going to understand that the downvote button is not for disagreeing. The downvote button is uh, for when it's irrelevant to not the discussion, relevant. right? You right. Know? Like, and that's that's something that no Reddit is ever going to actually correctly. This is the way people are. People are going to upvote their own interests and they're going to downvote stuff they disagree with, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's, just what, that's just what it is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm lucky. Yeah. I suppose you have to do the best you can. Um, I think Reddit was designed for, to be... Uh, the scale that, that something like, like Reddit works at is is something that's smaller than a than a gaming community for a game like Guild Wars 2. Like I'm a part of some smaller subreddits so where that actually works. But a major game like this, probably probably the scale is, is doesn't work there. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Teapot, I mean, we've been doing this for a little while. Um I I wanna ask you a few uh other kinds of questions that are on my mind. Um, like, I still feel like even though we've kind of talked about WoW, we haven't really talked about WoW. Um, do you want to talk for uh, about for a few minutes about what your kind of classic story has been like getting back into that game? Did you play vanilla back in the day? I played vanilla, but not in any serious capacity, right? You know, like my gameplay, uh, it, when I, I, mean, I was nine when vanilla WoW came out, right? Youngster. So I didn't really have... I didn't really have the the correct faculties, I suppose, to really appreciate what the game was, right? I was mostly like killing turtles and just doing quests and like hunting kodos, right? I mean, like, that's that's basically Casual. as far as it went. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I was a pro- I was more into RTS back then. Like, I would play a lot of RTS games. Like, cool. the command- I love the Command and Conquer games. They're the slightly like offbeat, like weird 
humor and again like you know craziness that those games invoke was what i was really into at the time mm. as a kid um but yeah mmos like this oh what is this, this is a kind of I played Warcraft through. I was like, oh, yeah, that was really good. Like, wow, now you are Warcraft. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, so I played that game. So getting back, uh, you know, so w- what do we want to talk about with, with Classic WoW then? Like, where are we going with that? I don't know. I'm, I think it's a really interesting moment in, in the gaming industry that Blizzard would even decide to do such a thing. Um, and now, and now it's, it's created this kind of secondary ch- channel for WoW players that they have to continue. Um, it's almost like creating a new game mode for Guild Wars, right? Or at least bringing back the yeah. old one. I mean, Classic WoW is a really interesting thing, and I hope the industry takes note, because what it demonstrates is that players actually like interacting with each other, and it turns out that being immersed in the game world is better than AFKing in a town and pressing the Join Dungeon button. And I think it really sends a message to any developer out there who's making an MMO, okay? It's that people do actually value the game world. They do value the social experience, right? And it turns out that you can have a game with pretty crappy mechanics, classic WoW, right? Old school RuneScape. And a huge amount of people will play that because it's an inherently rewarding experience, even if Mm -hmm. the mechanics aren't very good, right? A lot of the bosses in Molten Core, they, they have one mechanic, okay? They, they do nothing, right? They do literally nothing. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, you know, it does start to get a little bit more interesting, like the encounter design. You could see, it's very obvious, actually, that with, uh, with AQ40 on Carrage, yeah. um, it's very obvious that Blizzard kind of like, okay, right, that they figured it out, right? That, okay, right, this is how we do the raids. Like they, they obviously stepped it up a fair, fair notch there with their encounter design there. Uh-huh. But even that, like by modern standards, there's not much going on, right? Like it's not that hard, right? It's very, yeah. very easy. It was a different but world. It turned, Didn't have YouTube turned, guys back then. Yeah, of, of course. When this released, this would have been like a living hell, okay? 100%. Everyone's playing at like 10 FPS. Yeah. No one's got any idea what the stats do, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I under, I, I'm not disrespecting like any of the old vanilla guilds. Like, uh, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, it, it would have been like, but I mean, like, absolutely merciless, right? Like, mm-hmm. at the time. But now, mm-hmm. now it's like, you can walk over it pretty easily mm-hmm. um but it turns out that none of that matters and the game is still fun because if you're playing it with your friends right there's a lot to optimize in the game right there's a lot of uh lore a lot of the world to get invested the world feels like you are connected to it right it feels That's big it feels big it's expansive right you need to rely on your allies to get stuff done there are quests out in the open world that will require teamwork you're going to have to work together as a guild it Mm -hmm. is a social experience Mm -hmm. right um you you know i think that is something that classic wow has really highlighted it turns out that classic wow is probably one of the most popular mmos right now if not the most it is such a good game right um it really is so well designed for what it is yeah yeah, there, there are some there are some things that are very badly designed and and you know were fixed in later expansions, but there are a lot of things that were lost along the way that were incredibly well designed, right? Yeah. As well, and were it was obvious that the developers really thought about a lot of this stuff and put a huge amount of love um, into developing the game. Like mm-hmm. in particular, I would praise the leveling experience. I think the yes. leveling experience of Classic WoW is is genuinely remarkable. Are you aware um, of the Iron Man uh, streaming community that, that that a game has now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that. Uh, I I know about that. But you know, I, I I'm more referring to the actual like the way all the maps and quests interlink with each other. Mm-hmm. And 
the way the game actually manages to sell the fact that it's a sandbox game when of course it's actually a theme park game like there's nothing sandboxy about classic wow as such but it the developers very intelligently made it so the player has a huge amount of autonomy when leveling up and moving from zone to zone right like it was very clear that that was something they want they wanted you to feel like an adventurer yeah. moving through the world and they wanted the world to be dangerous as well okay you know it's classic wow right you know that level 12 scorpion that will kill you you know like mm -hmm. that that's gonna get you uh and that is a it's a really remarkable thing it's a very special experience i, I would highly recommend um classic wow and one of the things that really turns people off actually from classic is i i find it so ironic um people always go like oh man like you know the leveling grind it's just too long you know i you know it's just it's a complete waste of time like, you know i, I want to actually play the game it keeps it keeps you know the game is just denying me from actually playing which, which is what modern wow does right? retail I, what, what, well no retail wow is the opposite you level up really quickly and go to the end game yeah but the thing is right is that classic wow like the leveling isn't getting in way getting in the way of the end game like the leveling is the end game right mm -hmm. like, you, you are playing you're playing the game mm -hmm. right and this is such an interesting thing to me, like uh, watching how MMOs have developed and how, how leveling is essentially gone now, right? Like most MMOs will simply um, just, you know, force you to, you know, boost or like, you know, ah, mm -hmm. skip all that content, it's fine. And yeah, you know, 100%, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that Classic Wow is the perfect game. I see some comments about the running. Yeah, the, the running is terrible. And there, there are some zones and some quest chains that are appallingly designed right? And are clearly deliberately wasting your time, right? Like, I'm obviously not going to defend <laughs> that, right? Like, there are some very, very bad hikes. I can hikes defend those, game, right? But I have a different for perspective. What worth, for what it's worth, you know, running back and forward, okay? Dude, you get a good look at your surroundings, right? And you're paying attention because, you know, you know, you're going to be there for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, I think that is me. You're think probably going to die not, on the way. I, I think Classic WoW is a little extreme with like the running simulator. Like I think there was this there was this quest chain in uh, where was it? Um, Hills Bradfoot Hills, where you where where it says, okay, I need you to go kill twenty peasants, right? Then you run back. It's like a ten minute run, and then it says, okay, I need you to go back exactly where you were, except this time I need you, you know, I need you to kill some knights or whatever, right? And uh -huh. then you got to run back ten minutes, right? And then it says, okay, yeah, you know where you were exactly where you were. I need you to run back and kill a different mob. Okay, and then there was another one after. I was like, "Oh yeah, now I need to kill you. Now, now I need you to kill some named NPCs." Now, obviously, like you know, why didn't you just tell me to get them all in one go, you monkey? Right? But yeah, you know, there's obviously some really bad quest design, but I think Classic WoW is a genuinely remarkable game. I think there are so many things that you just do not see in modern MMO design um, within Classic. It is mm. genuinely a remarkable game. Uh, mm. It's probably. It, it, you know, I, I would definitely put it down. You know, I'll be a classic WoW shell here. I'll say it's an unmissable experience. Like, if I think you're so too. UPS, you should play classic. WoW. I think that the at best way to experience WoW Classic, at least for me, was the, the way I did it, which is I joined a PvP server before the before the PvP system was introduced. You yeah. know what I like about that? What, what I like about that choice that I made, I actually stopped just before the just before the honor the honor system got introduced, is that the only incentive so. There are PvP and PvE servers in WoW. Uh, obviously, RP servers, right? But many PvP and PvE, and the difference for those who don't know is PvP servers, you don't opt into PvP. You're always attackable. PvE, you have to opt in. So you can just do your merry PvE quest grinding whenever you want. The great thing about being on a PvP server before the honor system comes in is the only incentive that the other faction has to kill you is for 
personal enjoyment or for controlling a quest area. There's no farming in PvP in phase one classic WoW. And that feels great. Like it really enhances the leveling experience. You really get get the feeling that different factions are in control of different parts of the world on different days. I always thought that was I thought that was so cool as I was leveling up. And I remember um Whenever I uh, when I got into the 30s and had decided to go to Stranglethorn Vale or not, really like on each day having to check in at Stranglethorn and being like, what was is my faction like? Do we like control the roads today? Yeah, that's this so was cool. Actually, yeah, I I actually completely agree with you on this, and I, I like open world PvP as a concept. I think it's very exciting. And yeah, this actually really killed. This was why I never really got into PvP in in wow was because the way the rewards were structured like mm -hmm. people weren't playing pvp when the honor system came out um they weren't playing it for fun they were playing it to maximize their honor grinding it's a efficiency. hell grind oh right shit. yeah it's probably one of the again the pvp system in classic wow it's an abomination right i have no idea what they were thinking it is horribly designed um the way ranking work terrible absolutely horrible i mean it kind of makes sense on paper but when you actually put it into practice especially with modern game philosophy not good okay because i mean the, the way it works for those who don't know is that if you want to rank up in pvp to get like the best epic pvp gear you essentially have to be in the top x percent of players on your server right for your faction and obviously this means that the more everyone else grinds, the more you have to grind as well, right? And it kind of like goes back in on itself forever and ever and ever until it's like a complete grinding tornado, <laughs> um, which, you know, as you can imagine, you get very, very sweaty uh, in, the, in the classic WoW community and, of course, in the original vanilla WoW community as well. Um, but yeah, like PvP, not good. But yeah, this was actually a really, really big thing because PvP, I, I was originally going to play a lot of PvP and, and I had some experiences with world PvP um while i was leveling actually and th this was the really sad thing actually like this was the most world pvp i saw was during the leveling phase like, you would get quite a lot actually you'd have a fair bit of um of, of world pvp but the trouble is is that when the honor system came out and in particular when battlegrounds came out like all of it disappeared because now no one wants to fight each other in the open world now they just want to fight each other in battlegrounds and farm as much honor as possible and, and this <laughs> is something that, you know again like we were talking about this earlier about like reward driven gameplay yes people stopped playing for fun people started playing for rewards which is why i think that there is a certain level of rewards poisoning gameplay in a lot you have of to be careful games. about the idols that you stand up in games like these yeah. and the idols are the rewards and you have to be very careful with the way you design the rewards as well, because I was one of the things I was really excited about Classic was getting back to down to business and doing some Alterac Valley. You know, I'm about. Oh yeah, like I love AV. But but here's what do you thing, like about it? Right, I just like the fact that it was like it was like this giant battle. It could go on for like an hour. Yeah. But then I I load into AV and I'm like, oh boy, I'm so ready. I'm so I'm gonna summon the giant elemental yep. guy. We're gonna yep. be having a great time, right? Okay, and then. I watched my entire enemy Zerg run past the enemy Zerg and just basically <laughs> bum rush the Lord, and the game ended in like ten minutes. And I was like, "Guys, it ain't right. Heck, heck? It ain't I, right." I don't understand man. it. Like, it shouldn't be it, allowed. It turns, out, it, it turns out that the most efficient way to grind honor, win or lose, is just to ignore the enemy team, right? And you know, again, that's obviously a design issue with the map, right? Like Blizzard, you know, didn't expect the players to do that. The funny right? thing and, is, that didn't it happen back in the day. It did not happen back in the day. Yeah. Why is that but, different? But, you know, that, that's what they, well, it, it's different because people want to grind the honor, right? They wanted to grind out the We wanted they it wanted then, to too. Out. There were high warlords and grand marshals in 2005. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, people weren't as. I mean, the culture is different. Like the min. This is this is the gaming boomer in me coming out. Sorry, like I just. Yeah, dude, I'm a boomer too, man. I, I was like, you know, I, I actually tweeted this out. Like, I I was I actually vocalized this in the in team chat, right? Um, in AV, and I said, guys, let's summon the ice elemental, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then and then they like, they started roasting me. They they started calling me a boomer. I was like, what the fuck? What the hell was this? Like, I, I, I don't know, man. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they started making fun of me for wanting to fight the enemy faction i was like guys let's fight the enemy faction all right and they just like started roasting me it's like dude i i this is this is fucked up i mean That's this amazing. is not okay next thing you're yeah. gonna say you 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 uh level up without a, a gps add-on <laughs> you know oh i yeah <laughs> I, I did. I went for the purity edition, dude. Yeah, I didn't look at any. I didn't go on Wowhead, right? I didn't all the way the to sixty. No, all the way to sixty. I had no. I made it to like level on. forty before before yep. I broke down and 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 um. Oh dear. And, and got 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 an assist. Looks like you're a casual, but no, no. I just went hardcore, <laughs> man. Because I um, I want I wanted the experience of having to read what the NPCs were saying, right? And read the. Did you read? Are, are you a quest text reader, Teapot? I am a quest text reader. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like it, when when it's relevant, you are a and the thing is in in classic it is relevant. You know, it, you know they'll tell you to go northwest, and it's like a complete lie. Like it's not even close yeah. to northwest, right? <laughs> but you know that's all part of the classic WoW experience. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. They'll say, oh yeah, you know it's very nearby, just nearby to the northwest, and it's like a twenty minute walk. Because like, oh yeah, wow, thanks Questex, that's that's real great there. But you know what I mean, right? It's um yeah, it's it's there's, there's something to be said for that, I think. And and you know, classic WoW. One of the reasons why. I'm completely happy playing Guild Wars 2 and Classic Wowers because they offer so they, they the experience they offer you is just completely different. Mm-hmm. Like they are almost like polar opposites, mm-hmm. uh, I think, and, and that's why I like them both so much because I play them for basically opposite reasons in a way, right? Like when I want to do raiding and and PvP, right, and just kind of uh, just get into the action and play, and Guild Wars 2 is perfect. When I want to, you know, um, when I want to kind of get down and immerse myself in an online world, take the portal to Azeroth and you load up Classic WoW. Yeah. Right? Um, th- there's a certain level of connection with the game world and with the game universe that, to be honest, and, you know, I really feel bad saying, saying this about Guild Wars 2 because I really like the devs on Guild Wars 2 and I want them to do well and I want to praise their game and I want them to be happy and I want them to watch my stream go, wow. We made Teapot happy. Feels good, man. Right? Like you know, he's praising our game. Incredible. But I've never really felt that level of connection with um with Tyria in the same way that I have with say the Warcraft universe. To be honest, right? I I, mm-hmm. I think I did in Guild Wars One. Guild Wars One. There's there's a certain magic about it. Uh, there's a certain mystique about the way Guild Wars One presented itself. It did feel quite dangerous, right? You know, going into a mission. Oh, we might die. Oh, no, we're gonna have to start again, right? And Guild Wars One was a I think great a big part game. Of, it, it absolutely is. And uh, I think, once again, a lot of this actually comes down to the way the if the world is dangerous or not, like or how, yeah. um, or, or like the level of risk that you have to engage in to play the video game, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think a big problem that a lot of games have is that there's just no, there's no consequence to your action. There's no consequence. There is, there is no fail state in a lot of these games. Like if you, mm-hmm. if you die in classic, you know, you're you're walking back for 15 minutes, right? You don't want to die. And maybe getting Guild Wars camp. 2, like you you know, you waypoint, right? And you're back in there in like two seconds, right? And you know, in yeah. Guild Wars One, if you die, I mean, you know, it's suppose you know you're new to the game. Obviously, like when you get really good at Guild Wars One, like there's no real threat to you, right? If you know the the right hero builds like the big cheese, right, or whatever, it's no problem. Yeah, but, you know, if, if you're 
if, if you're dying underworld right and you're like going on like an epic two or three hour dungeon crawl and you you know you trigger um doom right for, for whatever reason right? and you're like okay right it's time to take down doom and finish this dungeon if you die you gotta restart all over again there is no recovery from that like you you don't get to respawn and have another go at doom you're dead and it kicks you out of the instance and you mm -hmm. have to pay to get back in sometimes uh to try doom again and you have to do, clear out every single quest once again like mm -hmm. you know that raises that raises the tension a little bit you know you know what i mean you're going to be sweating uh when you're doing that and it's kind of the same thing with um with a lot of the the old school mmos is that they will punish you if you fail right mm -hmm. you know if you fail there are consequences to your action there is a risk there is a risk and there is a reward Right. And, and this is something that a lot of modern MMOs um, shy away from because I'll tell you what, you know, like if the if the risk is too great, then, you know, it turns out quite a lot of people kind of rage quit, like when it happens mm -hmm. to them, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, um, you know, that's that's obviously not ideal for but there's no risk, there's no money. reward, right? It's not it is. A, it's an unfortunate thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's just, that is the, the nature of the beast, I suppose. I really like the comparison you make about how Guild Wars and and WoW kind of complement each other, at least classic WoW. Modern retail yeah. WoW, I can't comment on intelligently. Um, yeah, man, I wish I had the time in the day for both. I really wish I did. WoW Classic is such a cool thing. Um, I'm really glad you agreed with my point about the, the, the honor grind, though, because that's one of the... If there's one thing I would change about Classic, you know, hashtag no changes. Um, I think it would be to have the pre-nerf raid encounters, um, and it would be to get rid of the honor grind, and um, I guess those are really the two things. Because I think WoW Classic is based on uh, a version of, of WoW Vanilla that was after a lot of changes were made to those encounters to make them easier. I, I but The encounters are relatively intact. It's more that they refine the talent trees to be a little bit more sensical and refine the itemization of a lot of the items. Right. Um, to, to be honest, I don't think it would really make a difference um, because... Like it, all this stuff would get steamrolled anyway, right? And that's not a slight at classic. It's just it's a product of its time. It, it it's a it's a fifteen year old game, right? Like, yeah. and people have been playing on private servers for years, right? There are right. players who know this inside out. They could do it blindfolded, right? Like that's just the nature of the beast. Um, and a lot of the content in classic WoW it's designed around the fact that you know you're playing at ten FPS on a PC in, in sizzling 480p, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you, know, you, know, you don't have your yeah. amazing 1080p, you know, 144 uh, hertz refresh rate monitors. You know, you're playing on a dial-up connection with 300 ping, you're on Ventrilo with like a five second delay, like your raid leader, you can barely hear him because his microphone's so bad, right? Like, Dude, raid leaders in, in, in vanilla were weird. Yeah. Were weird people. I feel like a lot of people who who lead raids uh, now, like I don't know, it's a different it's a different ball game. Like there's a lot more visibility and accountability in games today because of streaming and all the other things we have. Back in the day, though, get some fucking characters. Yeah, I mean, there's still there's still a few of those around, of course, but yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit difficult to get away with being a complete degenerate these days. I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I don't play. Nice. <laughs> no, classic is a fantastic game. I love talking about it. Um, I wish I had more time to play it. Yeah, it is definitely a time investment to engage yep. in a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. We talked a little bit about Guild Wars 3, while classic. Uh, have we talked much about the Cantha expansion that got teased? Uh, I mean... Do you want to? Uh, 
yeah, we, we, we can talk about that. The, the thing is, there's really not much to say. Like, we, yeah. we've seen a picture and that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the main speculation is when is it coming out? And I mean, I'm kind of guessing, yeah, you know, nine months' time from now is what that I seems optimistic to, to me. Oh, I hope not. I mean, if if not, I ring that's in deep trouble. I mean, like they they need to release this pretty quickly after the after the Ice Brood saga is over. And the Ice Brood saga's got two episodes left, maybe. Maybe they're gonna do another four, but mm-hmm. I doubt it. I think they'll probably do two, maybe three or something like that, like an extra bonus one. Um, and then I think they want to lead directly into it. Like personally, I think they've actually been working on the expansion for a while. I don't think this is like a new thing. I think they were yeah. probably working on it. Um, even when they were, you know, kind of working on, they, they, they probably started working on it much earlier than, than we would even expect, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a company, you know, they've, they've done this before. I would guess immediately um, after the layoffs, probably. I would even say earlier than that. I, I think they were working on it before the layoffs, um, mm-hmm. to be honest, before that. Uh, I, I think that they were, it was probably one of the things they were kind of keeping there just in case something went really, really badly wrong. And in any case, they probably wanted to at least have something on the ground, like something from the groundwork. Sure. The new expansion sure. for Guild Wars 2. But yeah, they obviously certainly started going full steam ahead on it after the layoffs, right? When mm-hmm. NCSoft said, right, you do expansion, make now, give me money, right? Um, I'll put that gem store, baby. People are reasonable. Give me that in. gem store money. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen to me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish the story content and I'm probably going to buy shit in the gem store. And I haven't done that in over a year. Just need an excuse. So, yeah. what, what can. That gem store. Oh, man. You know what else I'm really thirsty for? I hope the expansion can deliver. We need some new elite specs, dude. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that with the with the Guild Wars two, that's always the main selling point, right? Um, is adding elite specializations. That's the way it seems to me, anyway. Because they don't typically add like a really big content dump. They'll essentially release a lot of story content. Yeah. Oh, well, oh excuse me. Um. Uh, uh, uh. But they won't release like you know five dungeons, right? You know, if you look at a WoW expansion, on mm-hmm. release, there'll be another, like, six dungeons, or, or whatever, like, how many there'll be. There'll be a load of extra dungeons they release um, mm-hmm. immediately. There'll be a new PvP map that they'll release. That doesn't happen with Guild Wars 2, right? Guild Wars 2 um, will release story, and then they'll mm-hmm. release a new mechanic of some kind, like mounts, gliding, pre- I, I'm guessing player housing, or something like that this time around. Um, that seems like a really tough one. I thought, and then, I thought and then they'll release elite specializations. Right. Yeah, so we got Gliding with Heart of Thorns in 2015. We got Mounts with Path of Fire in 2017. It's now been almost three years since we had a new Elite spec or major mechanic like that. It'll probably be four by the time the Cantha expansion comes out. Yeah, I think that the need for Elite specs is really, really quite desperate. It's one of the only things that, for me, offers really great replayability of the game's content. Yeah, it's one of the really good things is that when it gets released... It essentially says, okay, right, you know, you now have a completely new way to experience all the content that already exists. And it, it perfectly complements the way Guild Wars 2 works, right? Like with everything staying relevant, all mm-hmm. fractals, all raids staying relevant. Mm-hmm. It means that you can now go, oh, yeah, great. I've got, we've got great news for you, right? You know, that raid that you did five years ago? Well, now you can do like a different, funky, crazy build on it, right? And right. That's good. That's really good. Um, and you know, PvP is going to be completely radically changed. Like the metagame will be very, very different um, because of that, right? That yeah, balances content very, very for those players, right? Yeah, it's it's really, really good. Like that kind of stuff is content, as you say, for world versus world and PvP. So, yeah, I think elite specializations are definitely going to be the highlight, uh, one way or another, of the the expansion. Mm-hmm. But I, I really hope they do change their approach. I really want to see them 
uh, also really focus on repeatable content. And in particular, I think they, you know, I, I understand that they might not want to do a lot of instance content, but I, I think there's this really big um, misunderstanding that open world content can't be engaging, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of people think that open world content has to be completely brain dead, right? Mm -hmm. I do not think this is the case. And this is a rather really, really interesting thing, actually, that I want to kind of bring WoW Classic in here because this is a great example, in my opinion. The WoW Classic raids are very, very easy, okay? Even by Guild Wars 2 standards. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? Now, this is, this is a very important distinction here. It is very easy to die to a WoW Classic raid. Very easy to mm -hmm. die to a WoW Classic raid. Because they will punish you if you don't do it right and if you don't work as a team. You know, if your healers aren't healing the tank, well, you know, good luck. You know, you're dead uh, at that point. And everyone who's playing with you is dead too. And there's a really good example of this in Guild Wars 2 as well. Triple Trouble Worm. Mm -hmm. The mechanics are very easy. Mm -hmm. You pick up a bomb and you bomb the worm. You get eaten by the worm, right? Then you bomb the worm, right? Um, you run around in circles and fill it and, you know, get a, pick up a cloud and then you kill the worm, right? This is not difficult, but what it does require is it requires coordination and it requires teamwork, right? Because if you don't work as a team and you don't kill all the worms at the same time and you don't communicate if, oh, we're going to do it, we can burn, we can burn, we can go, you will die, you will lose, right? And you won't kill all the worms, you won't get to the second phase and you won't get your, your extra rewards very easy on an individual mechanical level, but legitimately challenging um, when it comes down to actual team play and coordination. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've actually really it's come to appreciate. Uh, yeah, this is something I've come to appreciate about Classic WoW um, and 40-man and raiding, is that you can have a very easy raid be engaging, right? You can have a very easy encounter still be engaging, right? And this is what I'm really after. Right. I don't need everything to be like, oh, my God, you need 500 APM to play this. Right. You know, mm -hmm. you, you've got to be mashing that keyboard to even have a chance to take down this boss. I don't get me wrong. I like that. Right. I, I like to be really pushed on, on a mechanical skill. I think that's fun. Right? I, but I understand that that's not for everyone and mm -hmm. you can't have that necessarily in an open world. But what I'm really looking forward in my game is for it to be engaging. For, for me to feel like what I'm doing actually does something is what I'm really looking for um, in, my, in my video gaming experience. Agency. Agency, exactly. And that is where I feel like almost every piece of content ArenaNet puts out fails. Uh, I feel like it just doesn't matter if I try or not because I know I'm going to get there in the end. right? But with Triple Trouble, dude, you know, Adrenaline is pumping. Okay, you know what I mean? Uh, we gotta we gotta get on voice and start yelling at people, right, to make sure we kill these worms at the same time. Mm -hmm. This very old, very easy event, right? You know, every criticism, you know, every you know mockery of the difficulty that I would I would you know you know jab the classic wow people with is the exact same thing that could be levied at um at triple triple worm. It's very easy, mm -hmm. right? But the thing is, it requires you to actually pay attention. There is a very clearly defined fail state. And if you don't execute, you lose, mm -hmm. right? And you have to try again. And that's and, and harsh punishment. Makes... You can't do it for another. It's not every yeah. two hours, right? It's not, it's not a longer cycle, isn't it? And that's what makes content engaging, right? Yeah. It's the possibility of failure, the requisite of having to actually pay attention and work as a team. Like that is what makes content engaging. And that mm -hmm. is why um, these games like Classic WoW 
they can get intense, right? You know, when you're doing these raids, it can get intense, right? Um, and the same is true for uh, stuff like Triple Trouble Worm, right? You can lose. You can lose very easily if you aren't mm -hmm. careful. And that's a magical thing. It really, really is. More of that, please, in my video game. And this is something I really hope we see in um, in open world in mm -hmm. we'll see because we, we know we're going to get new maps, probably four or five new maps. Right? Yeah. And I want to see them. I think it's the be best good. part of Guild Wars is the new maps. I don't want to see Path of Fire where the maps are just a joke, right? Okay. Yeah. And they're nice. They're pretty, right? They're nice to look at, but they are they don't engage you right they're trivial they they don't there's no challenge there whatsoever and i don't want to see that very little reason to go back yeah uh, way less yeah, repeatable yeah, and... than like even look at like heart of thorns maps somehow yeah. heart of thorns maps got designed to be very repeatable and path of fire didn't well yeah I, and i think that's because they moved away from like these big meta events with big bosses right uh also you know they completely killed the coordination and this is something that you see in a lot of arena net boss design these days is that what they do is you run around an environment a little bit and then you encounter an hp sponge you kill the hp sponge then you loot the chests like that mm -hmm. is essentially what guild wars 2 open world content is before but if you look at hot right um almost all of the maps require you to spread out right um, mm -hmm. and split into different groups. All of these groups have slightly different mechanics and slightly different responsibilities to engage with and to play. Um, and if any one of those fail, then everyone fails, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a much healthier way to design the game, in my opinion, and, and for repeatability and engagement. Mm -hmm. And if there's a possibility of failure, there's implied an incentive to cooperate, which also yes, exactly. gives glue for communities. And that's what yeah. I perceive a lack of whenever i try to play guild wars myself where the community is at and um it's well, funny yeah, one, one of the only communities that i've, that I've actually stuck that. around in is this this guild called sand which just runs dry top every week and just tier six dry tops um and i i, I don't really play with them that much but i'll drop in every once in a while because it's just fun to hang out like it's it's literally just a fun hour of bopping around doing events chatting with people talking about Star Wars or whatever's going on in the world. Uh, I love that part of MMOs. I think that the, the socialization component, if the way that you design your MMO doesn't result in socialization, that's kind of one of the major Something, places where I take issue. Something's gone wrong at that point. Yeah. And yeah, whenever absolutely. I spend like an evening inside of single-player story instances, I kind of get that feeling of ick. Like, okay, this is fun, but... Um, where does it go? Yeah, it, it feels very out of place, I think, in an MMO. It, you know, all the a lot of single player content. It doesn't it doesn't seem to gel with the act with the game itself, with what, what the guy what the game is supposed to be. It's mm -hmm. it is a very it is a very confusing experience. You you do kind of wonder like what what is this doing here again? Like why why is this in the game? Mm -hmm. Um and like and again, like this is why it's so difficult to critique Guild Wars 2, in my opinion, because it's not bad content quite the opposite i enjoy playing through the story mm -hmm. right i liked it i liked it I, I, I have very little complaints i you know uh, with with the way the story goes but I, i'm not playing guild wars 2 for the story you know I, i'm playing it because i'm playing an mmorpg and i, I want to play a massively persistent online world you, you mm -hmm. know what i mean uh and when you you know when you kind of take that away and then you you're left with a lot of single player content you go like well i mean that was nice but wasn't what i ordered right you know you go mm -hmm. to a restaurant right 
you and you you know you order a pizza right and you really like pizza you're like dude i could do with a pizza right now man let's go give me that pizza right and then the waiter uh, comes back and says, oh you know, here you are sir and brings you a delicious bowl of pasta and it's kind of like well i mean dude i'll take it right i mean i like pasta you know i like that too but that's not what i came for to this restaurant for you mm -hmm. know I, I would really want a pizza and they bring you some pasta it's like well i mean you you can still enjoy the meal right i was like well i mean you don't send it back for it. You don't want to cause a fuss, right? Which, you know, I mean, here and they go, well, metaphor breaks we, down we, at we, some points. We, no, it's, it's not breaking down. It still, it still works, right? Because here in the Guild Wars 2 community, you know, we, we like to, we, you know, we like to make a fuss, but, you know, suppose that we don't, um, then, you know, it, it's still a good time, but it's not really what you are looking for. And you're always going to feel a little bit unsatisfied by, you know, your very fine bowl of pasta, but, you know, you really wanted that, you know, delicious pizza, you know, with all those glorious toppings on. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what it feels like when you have this single player content in an MMORPG, you know, the name really should give it away in my opinion, I guess, but <laughs> a reading it, I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. No one aspires to do single player story content. And well, I think aspirations uh, are kind of an important part of MMOs. I'm not sure that's entirely true. I think a lot of players do enjoy a single player experience. You know, I didn't say, I didn't say enjoy, I said aspire. Aspire? I mean, I mean, I, I guess, uh, I, I guess, I guess not. Um, but I'm not sure if aspiration is necessarily a, a part of of MMORPGs. You know, I, I don't. You think don't think so? I don't think it necessitates um, aspiration. No, I think you can have a lot of fun without. Um, I think that might be more of a teapot to, thing. To places. Honestly, man, uh, I don't think there are a lot of people playing MMOs with the mentality you have. I think that's probably true. You know, I I am a uh, you know I am a special snowflake. You really that, are. That could be the case. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, but I mean, it's it's kind of like you know talking to a, a hardcore raider in a, in a, in a game like like Guild Wars. It's like, yeah, you like the game your way. That's great. Um, but that's not what most people get out of it. Um, and yeah, you, no, I think and that's fair. you're also in a unique spot because you have a really great streaming set community that really motivates you and where the game is kind of like the platform for the stream rather than necessarily the, um, the point of it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. That's a, that's a fair thing to say. I, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, you know, I, I think, um, the, yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of players, you're definitely right that a lot of players do kind of want to, to have something to go for, right? Like have mm -hmm. a direction to move in. That's certainly true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I would, st I would still, I would still hold to myself. I don't think it's necess necessarily the case. Um, and you know, maybe I'm being a little stubborn here. But you know, I, I think for the sake of discussion, it's, it's an interesting point to bring up. Actually, uh, well, maybe you know, it's more I about think... intrinsic versus extrinsic. Intrinsic well, versus extrinsic uh, aspirations, right? I, goal goal set uh, by the game versus goal set by yourself. Well, it, it maybe, but I, but I mean, I, I would look at the way the the gaming community, the way the MMO community has changed. Like players play MMOs for different reasons than they used to, in my opinion. And okay. I, I and what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that I don't think you necessarily need to have like this way, this approach, this this incentive to play to play these games. Mm -hmm. I, I think it is. I think it would be possible, theoretically speaking, perhaps um to have a very different approach to playing the mmo make it more about um the experience of uh, of of growth as a player and playing you know because you like the game not because you want to necessarily get anywhere in the game right you know 
Uh, I, I would liken this more to, uh, I think we, we talked about, we, you mentioned kind of Riot Games and League of Legends. I would mm -hmm. liken it more to that. Like a lot of people who play League of Legends, but I would go as far to say the majority of people who play League of Legends don't really care about being good at the game, right? They're not really aspiring to do anything in league, right? They're, they're not looking to go pro or, or looking to get good even really. Most people who play league just play because they like, you know, they like the game and they like to like, you know, mess around and meme around, right? And, and some, and troll in, in League of Legends unranked queues, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I suppose I would almost like it if, if MMOs kind of fell into the, the, the same behavior pattern, right? I, I think it will be a healthier and more sustainable and, and kind of less burnouty way to play games if everyone just played them because they liked them um instead of playing them to because they want to progress in some way like and what's the I difference accept, though you know, uh i i think that the difference is that a lot of people play mmos exclusively to see numbers go up in one way or another and i think a lot of people play games like league of legends or dota because they just like the game Mm -hmm. for the gameplay itself not seeing a number you're not really seeing a number go up in, mm -hmm. in league of legends or, or dota i mean to be fair they actually did kind of add some features so you can see numbers go up in those games to be fair um so there is a little there is an element mm -hmm. of that in 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 these games now but um you know i think that's not really like the main focus of the game the main focus of the game is people you know they like you know dunking on some fools in in league of legends right for better or for worse are you familiar? Uh, I think I, you know, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say if you're if you're familiar with Bartle types and Bartle typing. Uh yeah, I am aware of the concept. Mm -hmm. Those who don't know, it's basically a guy who um came up with a system for figuring out what players like about muds, uh old school muds, multi-user dungeons, basically text primordial text MMOs that I think still have a lot of the, of, of parallels to modern MMOs. And the, the conclusions that he drew is that people what they like out of the out of those games, you can plot players on two on, on two different axes, right? On the one side of it, do they like interacting or acting on? On the other side of it, do they like uh, doing that with the world or with players? So, for example, someone who's a killer and traditionally likes like likes dominating other other players, um, likes acting on players. Someone who's an explorer and likes interacting with the world. Um, the other the other two are. Um, socializers who like interacting with players and achievers who like acting on the world um do you have a sense of where you fall in uh in that matrix teapot uh i mean i i i think i'd be a little bit difficult to classify on 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 something like that i suppose but i mean like i i think what it really comes down to is probably like acting on the world really um Achiever. I like mm -hmm. I, I like I like the idea that my actions actually mean something within this giant online world, right? You know, like that one way or another. I don't particularly care if that's PvP or PvE. I mean, I would probably lean towards PvP. I think interacting with other players kind of is inherently a little bit more interesting, right? Like and a bit more sustainable for long mm -hmm. socializing. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, you know, socializing and killing other players for, you know, for whatever reason, right? Like both ends of the spectrum, right? I think both work there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like that's that's probably where, where I would go there. But I, I think uh, um right now, uh the way a lot of MMOs are designed is is perhaps a little bit more I, I don't know, like it's a little bit too much in favor of just like a, a, a disconnected from the actual gameplay itself, right? I think 
that the reason you should play games is because the game is fun, not because the game is going to reward you in some way, right? Like, I always find it so sad, right? Like, the developers put in all this effort in making all the game mechanics and designing all the encounters, and then the only thing people care about is, you know, they get, like, a shiny hat at the end of it, right? And, and that's what they take away from it, you know? Like, a lot of players just go, oh, yeah, this hat's fucking great, dude, okay? But they, you know, they're not going like, oh, yeah, the bot, you know, they're not saying, oh, the bot, that boss was so good, you know, that was such a fucking good boss. Like, oh, yeah, dude, you know, I really want to get that fucking legendary armor, dude. Like, that's my jam, you know? Like, that's that's what I'm mm -hmm. about, you know? Mm -hmm. that, that's the, the real draw. And then as soon as they have that reward, they never do it again. It's like, well, what the fuck? That, that, that's, that's messed up, you know? They, you know, they didn't actually like the game that much, I guess. So, you know, they only wanted to get the reward and then leave. Um, sure. So, so I, I, yeah, that, that, that's why I'd probably consider myself as a bit of an oddball because I think a lot of people would go, "Well, well, duh." You know, why? I think would you I do are fairly I'm unique. You're fairly yeah, unique like, in that you play a, re a reward-driven. What, what, what most people is a reward-driven game, but for you, you're you find the act of just playing the game and inter interacting with the mechanics sufficiently motivating, and that combined with the streaming factor, I'm sure. And you did say earlier, I think that if you weren't a streamer. You might not even do much gaming at all, which that also correct, I think yes. makes you a bit unique. Uh, I had um, an experience with another game that feels great to play, is objectively polished, feels amazing, um, has great feedback. There's tons of world building, lots of places to go, but couldn't keep me because the channels that I had to focus my energy were not rewarding. That's Destiny 2. Um, so I, I think... And I, I've talked to other people who felt the same way about that game. Um, I, the sense that I have, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, everyone comes to gaming for different reasons, of course. Um, MMOs tend to attract, I think, a certain type, perhaps. But I think different games do better and worse jobs of giving good hooks for community building. Um, Guild Wars is a game that should have had a lot of them. And uh, I think... The only place where community building seems to be happening right now, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you would know this better than I would, seems to be uh, streamers. Uh, a lot of, well, um, I guess that, the world that, is still that, chugging that, along, right? It's a yes, no. There are definitely some communities in the game. Like, I'm not going to pretend like you know, the game is dead, right? And there are no communities. I'm not that, saying that's not, it. That's not yeah, no, no, I'm obviously being hyperbolic here, right? But no, 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 like th there are still some communities, but yeah, th there's nothing like, it's not like the old days, right? The really big open world guilds, right? The really big world versus world. Right, it, it, like it the TTS. Right. On, the, on, the community, on the community front, yes, the, things are, most players are playing solo, right? And are playing on their own, for sure. That's, that's definitely true. I guess the thing that really I need a lot is that I feel... Like, I'm a player who plays solo but doesn't want to. But the thing is, anytime I make an attempt to play in a different way, I feel like my, um, I can't find other people who want to play that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is, this is a frustration that, I mean, I, I was ranting about this today, actually. Like, I, I, and, and again, this really comes into the whole, like, classic wow thing that we were talking about earlier with, like, the mentality stuff that's there. Um, it is very difficult to convince people to actually try in Guild Wars 2. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, you know, it, it's often, and I, I was trying to keep it relatively positive because I was aware I was being quite negative on my stream today, actually. And um, mm. I don't like to do that. Um, and I, I could kind I of feel that. it spiraling out of control. So I, I, I kind of held my tongue a bit, but I'll say it now because I, you know, I've, I've got a clearer head. So, you know, I, I can say it's not coming across like a, you know, like a complete like doomer here. 
but like um what are the really big frustrations that i have i I, a lot of the time i just felt there's no point right in trying to actually do this like it it feels like it's too late it feels like the ship has already sailed with trying to organize stuff in the guild wars 2 community uh because it doesn't really matter how hard you try or how much effort you put in right you'll always be the only one driving the train and if you ever stop the wheels are just going to fall off and then everything just goes to shit right uh, and you know my belief there is not entirely unwarranted this ex- this exactly happened with pretty much every community i've been involved in and, and i understand this is probably because of you know me streamer right me streamer um so everyone me want to play with streamer right like that's just how it that's yeah. how it goes and, yeah. and i understand that so i, I in a way I have, in a, in a way i have a handicap when it comes to starting communities because people are only going to want to play with me right um well and an advantage. it's still it's it's an advantage and a curse though because it means that it's very difficult to get people playing for the right reasons uh, and this actually really screws me over because a lot of the uh, world versus world is a really good example of this because a lot of the time when i play world versus world and i get my viewers and they want to play world versus world Right, they don't care about world versus world whatsoever. They just mm. want to come play with me with whatever I'm doing, and that's fair enough. But the problem is, is that this causes them to behave in ways that are contrary to the way I enjoy the game because they don't care about um, world versus world. They don't get the right build. They're not really paying attention to the calls. They're not trying to be good at world versus world, and this leads world versus world to be a very frustrating experience to me a lot of the time because you know I care about winning. I like winning. Right, mm-hmm. I like doing well. I want I want my guild to be good at World versus World. Mm-hmm. But World versus World is probably like the game mode that most people just really don't give two shits about. And that really shows when I try and organize it. Like, you know, I did get there in the end with my a long time ago in Heart of Thorns. We actually became a very, very powerful guild, one of the strongest like open field servers, one through sheer numbers and also because of you know, everyone just had like these really cheesy builds on, which you know, I mean, you know, that's how it works, man. You know, you gotta game. do what you gotta do to win. Right, that's how that's how that's how the game works, right? Um, but yeah, you know, we we would do our thing, and we were very very effective. But the grind it took to get that was like ungodly. It really was. Mm. Um, and the same is true with almost everything in Guild Wars Two. It is very difficult to get people to actually care about, say, doing better DPS and raids. Because I'd like to, you know, do well in raids and be able to really one shot these hard mode raids and do them effectively, high DPS, everyone really popping off, right? But the thing is, people don't care about that, uh, and they don't really want to. And if I really wanted them to do this, and this is something that I'm completely aware of, like a lot of people think I'm, I, I don't know this, and I'm like blissfully ignorant. But I am aware that if I really want people to do this, I'm gonna have to handhold them and babysit them the entire way. And to be honest, um, I kind of dig my own grave here because that is not something I have any interest in doing. Like I, I don't like doing that. Like that isn't fun to me, right? I, I'm a for fun gamer. And that isn't fun. I do not want to babysit people like all day, all night to, you know, do stuff that they should want to do on their own. And it's even worse because even if you force people to do this, they're doing it for the wrong reason. Um, they're doing it because you're like forcing them to, not because they want to. Mm-hmm. Right? And and this was a really big point of friction with because I, I just got back from and, and this is one of the reasons why I kind of got a bit pissed off was because I just came back from playing a WoW Classic. We did Uncourage AQ40 progression. Right. How far did you get, by the way? Uh, uh, Full clip. Full clear, day one, dude. Easy. Very nice. Farming those purples, man. Very nice. But, um, you know, regardless of that, like, the the difference in attitude was shocking, to say the least. Like, in that game, 
everyone was like grinding like a motherfucker to get all the consumables, right? They were going crazy, making sure they had everything prepared. They were looking at the mechanics, right? Blah, 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 blah. Right, you know, everyone was actually putting in effort. Like everyone was collecting up the stupid world buffs to maximize their effectiveness. And it's like, come on, damn, dude. Right, like these motherfuckers, I didn't even have to crack the whip on them. They just did it. Right, you know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, that's just what people do in this game. So the it's game like, tells you to do it, trains you to do it as you level up. Uh, that's debatable. That is, that is debatable. It's um, the mentality, you know, though, don't you think? It, it's the mentality, but I don't think the game itself actually provides that. I, I think it is, is it actually the community, more then? of them. I think it's the community, yeah. I, I think the community is very different. And it's it, it's not, I, I think it's more that uh, Guild Wars 2 anti-motivates you in that direction rather than, rather than WoW Classic motivating you in that direction. There are some very, very casual guilds in uh, in Classic WoW, right? As you'd sure. expect. Yeah. In every game. But it's, it's more actually like... It's not that hard Guild, to beat the raids in Classic WoW. No, it's, to your no, point. They're, they're very easy. Like the raids are not You don't even have to get them. world buffs. All the farming people like to do it because it's fun to lean in, but you don't have to. Never yeah, did that yeah, shit back in vanilla days. That, that's exactly my point, right? Like people do it because they want to. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time when I'm organizing stuff in in the community for Guild Wars 2, I feel like I'm forcing people to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that is very bad. I don't think you should ever really be forcing people to do stuff mm. uh, in the game. I think that's a very unhealthy and unsustainable way because all it ends up with is me or the other community leaders getting burnt out, right? Like yeah. absolutely incinerated. Well, it's too big of a job. Uh, yeah, which is a really big problem. Like uh, these communities, they need to be self-sustaining, right? They mm. need to generate the hype and generate the energy from themselves and that is a really really tough problem um to accomplish in guild wars 2 uh and i don't think well i mean i'm gonna try and i am trying again right now to see if i can get that going but it is no easy job it is no easy task and it's gonna mm -hmm. be a real struggle to see if i can make it happen mm -hmm. do you have like streaming aspirations where guild wars 2 is concerned uh, you've done multiple rating tournaments you did master of the, masters of the arena I hear you say you're burned out on forcing people to do stuff. Uh, where is this going for you? So, I mean, I, it is actually my very strong conviction that I think Guild Wars 2 can actually be big on Twitch and can be a presence on Twitch. Uh, like my rationale is, look, if old school RuneScape can be relevant on Twitch, then so can Guild Wars 2. I think it is actually a pretty engaging game to get engaged with and check out uh, on It's great for, for, it's, for jumping in and playing with streamers. It's so easy. Yeah. On it's just that it really world. doesn't get, it doesn't get a lot of attention. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't take the game seriously enough for that to really happen, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, your average casual player isn't watching Twitch, right? You know, your average casual player isn't even looking at online guides. That's just not the way, that's just not the way people interact with 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 stream mm, you know mm. watching a stream is an inherently more engaged thing and the guild wars 2 community is is not engaged with um the you know media right with stream so and YouTube. just Even by YouTube. talking here we're kind of preaching to the choir a little bit yeah absolutely we, we we're definitely preaching to the choir here. there's nothing necessarily wrong with that though you know it's just you know someone might stumble upon it anyway right that will will be yeah. coming we'll be on youtube yeah, later just... that's a little more accessible yeah. than twitch right exactly right and then then they'll get suckered in that way i suppose and they'll be but, on reddit um, and then they'll be yeah, screwed oh, uh oh oh yeah then they're doomed yeah then that's that's when the real trouble comes through i guess <laughs> but yeah it's 
it, it's a it's a really it's a really interesting one like when it comes to aspirations um and, and well i mean there, there was a i mean i mismanaged master of the arena pretty badly uh, and, and this is something i talked about on stream very very publicly uh i ended up doing an insane amount of work and making myself incredibly miserable um mm. over the amount of time there it is just i just basically ran out of time to finish everything i wanted to do and so I lost the luxury of doing it at my own pace and was just end up forced to do it at like a horrible soul crushing grind, um, which, you know, wasn't that much fun. You know, I, I didn't, it, it wasn't that good to be honest with you. Uh, and it didn't quite turn out how I wanted, but that's another, that's another story entirely, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, uh, I, I do want to do more events and I really think that Guild Wars 2 PVP and raiding can really grow through the events. So mm -hmm. definitely expect to see some of that stuff. Like when it comes to raiding events, um, I would like to do more uh, stuff, but right now I don't really see there's a lot of potential, not really a lot of scope Community to do that. Community is really small. In the, in the game's current state, but if it is possible, I will do it. Like that's, can the, strikes, that's what I always say. Can strikes facilitate that kind of thing? No, uh, strike missions are very, you know, casual content, right? What like about Lowman's? Someone in the chat's asking. Uh, Lowman, you know, like Lowman strikes and stuff like that. I mean, or just Lowman's in general, like Lowman. I think like, they meant strikes, or, but like, I guess in general, like uh, I know there used to be a, all the way back in the day before the expansions, there was like a Lowman uh, dungeon. The the trouble is, yeah. it's just it's just too easy, right? I mean, like the strikes are not challenging enough, like. A good example of this is that me and a guy called Lederhosen, we just two-manned the bone skinner, right? I saw that. It wasn't hard. Right? You were it wasn't called out by actually. a dev, weren't you? Challenged? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were called out to, to, do, to do it with um, very low man or something like that, or with, with two players, the new version. So mm -hmm. we did it. We did the new version with two players. And, you know, not so bad. We got them good, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You know, we, we did it. We came up with our plan. We strategized and we were the first two people to do it, I think, uh, with that, uh, the new difficulty. We got the job done. Very nice. But no, I, I don't think that's really, I don't think strikes are really feasible for any kind of competitive play, really. They're just DPS mm -hmm. golems too much. Mm -hmm. There are seven raid wings, though. Yep. Right? Like 15, 20 bosses, something yep. like that. Seven raid wings. Yeah. You know, I've done them all, but I don't remember the last three. In wing seven? It's, it, actually, you know, Wing 7 got a lot of shit because it's very easy, but one thing that it does really well, and one thing that I really appreciated for the uh, the raid tournament I did last, the Elitist Raiding Party 3, of course, mm. um, was that it is very, very cinematic, actually. It looks great yeah. on camera. Um, it, the, the, the way they designed the bosses, the mechanical design, it actually looks incredibly cool. So, you know, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll give them that, you know. It's a great showcase. Due. For raids. Um, it is a very it is a very good showcase a very good spectacle for raids and it was it, it, it was a fun raid you know like for all its flaws and it has many um it's a good raid and also continue the, encounter it continued the story of zomaros right which is one of those yeah, long well, yeah, time concluded the uh, threads the people have been arc. yeah good stuff yeah raids are are i think if, if raids were if arena signaled to me like or sorry just signaled that um Raiding was something that they cared about and wanted to wanted to keep doing. Like if, if we just saw another raid wing while strikes were coming out, that'd be one of the things I that I personally am looking for to be like, yeah, okay, Guild Wars is still a game for me. Um, personally, like I don't really play MMOs for PvP. It doesn't really appeal to me. Like I play shooters for that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm an arena shooter guy. Um, and uh, World versus World, I like the idea of, but the, I haven't been able to find someone to play with. Um, I'm stuck on Stormbluff Isle at the moment nice uh yeah yeah um 
but I love organized PVE stuff. And fractals just never did it for me. Like five people isn't enough for a community to form around, I feel like. 10 yeah. seems like an okay number. Like it's it's not as good to me as like 15 or 20, but it's still good. I think uh, the sweet spot is 20 players. I think mm. I think 40, you know, for all that I do like 40 it. 40 is a fucking meme, classic. dude. Okay, 40 is maybe a few too many. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe you could actually, if you were going to develop, like if, if Guild Wars 3 is going to be like a PvE dedicated game, I think you could you could maybe do like one forty man raid a year, okay, and then you can do like what about open world is raids? Like Isn't Ashes of Creation doing something like that? Yeah, open world. Oh, I think instead of forty man, you just do like open world bosses, right? Like really hard open world bosses. Yeah. is the approach you take there because I think that's I think that'd be a great do, thing for Guild Wars raids. It's yes. a bit, it's a bit too much, right? You know, it's it's going too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think also hiding away that stuff in an instance is a risk for a game that. <clears throat> It's so dedicated to open world stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the more open world stuff that can be done, the the better, really. I, I think there's there's something very, very special, very magical about open world content, right? And stuff that's actually out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And you can see all these players interacting with it. I think it's mm -hmm. a very special thing. One of the things I enjoyed the most when I first started playing Guild Wars 2 and first got to the end game was doing the, um, which was in early 2015 in the content drought before Heart of Thorns, was doing the, um, the, the, the meta event for um, Silver Wastes. With the three lanes, my wife and I love that, and and part of the reason I did that and ended up playing this game is because it was a game my wife could play with me for with open world content. She's a lovely person. She's a casual, a filthy casual. I give her all of her uh -oh. builds and I figure all of her gear for her. <laughs> um, I I tell her what, what what rotations to do, and if they don't work, then you know I'm to blame. But um, I love her, and she's moved on from the game since then, so it's kind of old old news, but. That's what pulled me back in as someone who never, th I never thought I was going to play an MMO again. I quit WoW Retail in 2009 during um, uh, Wrath of the Lich King, right when Ulduar was released. Never thought I was going to come back to it ever again. So I moved around, I started a career, I got married, and um, all of a sudden Guild Wars 2 was there. Like, it, it kind of speaks to what you're talking about, about it being a comfort MMO, about it having a real niche that can be filled. Cantha. Cantha boys, Jade C meta. Yeah. Like, you know, this is this is a, a a weird thing actually. Like a lot of people, um, yeah. I for for my take on the expansion and stuff like that. You know, this is gonna be a spicy one. Like a, a lot of people um, are thinking that I maybe think that Guild Wars Two is gonna kind of like have this epic revival from the expansion. I think that's quite unlikely. Um, I think that it will definitely reinvigorate the players and get some new players in there, but it's not going to like suddenly become MMO number one, like burst onto the top MMO. No chance. MMO scene, right? This is not how it works, right? Like that, it, you know, there, there, there's not much, there's not really much chance of that as nice as it would be it is it's fairly unlikely at this point mm -hmm. that something like that would happen. Um, it's more that um, it's just going to keep people tied it over. It's going to be something for, it's going to be very good. Something for to look forward to. Like something to look forward to in the game and, and something for me as a player uh, to look forward to enjoying, which, mm -hmm. you know, is obviously important as well um, uh, from from my perspective anyway. But, uh, you know, it, it's a really interesting and interesting thing to talk about because, uh, you know, I still do think that it would have been better for the overall game and for the company uh, if Arena had succeeded in their other projects and didn't have to do the expansion. Because mm -hmm. I think ultimately what we're going to get with the expansion is just going to be more of the same to an yeah. extent. It will yeah. be uh, exactly what we already have. And the game is going to progress. 
but it isn't going to progress in 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 the way that in the the actual sense of progression right like it will the story will move forward we'll learn about the deep sea dragon steve but but yeah like you know the the game isn't going to like magically transform into into a completely other form it will Mm -hmm. it will stay as it is like guild wars 2 is what it is now and it is very unlikely to change into anything else Mm-hmm. Uh, along the along the line from mm-hmm. here, but this is it, right? Th- what Guild Wars Two is now is what it always will be, and that's not a bad thing. Um, it's just uh, you know, don't expect the game to transform with the expansion. I, I think a lot of people really expected a, a big change in direction, like a big you know, a big switch, like a big shakeup with Path of Fire, and we did get that I- I- in a way, but just not not exactly in the way not we really. wanted, I suppose. Um, well, I think it. it I think really, really tried to do that. It did. It and, did. And, and part of the fire did just in the opposite direction. Did Arena get burned by Heart of Thorns? That seems to be the narrative that I came away with. Um, that it, it's, it's certainly a theory, right? I think a lot of people think that they really didn't like the reception to, um, to Path of Fire, uh, to, mm-hmm. to Heart of Thorns, rather. And they ended up kind of going, okay, right? Now we need to. We're gonna to have to do something a little bit different here, right? Yeah, and they nerfed what, it. What are we gonna do about it? They changed the face of the company, and then they put out Living World Season Three, which speaks for itself. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's the big theory is that you know they they saw the reaction like, oh my god, it's too hard. We need to nerf it into oblivion. Oh no, oh no, oh no. And well, there you yeah. have it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe there are people out there who would not play Guild Wars because open hard thorns open world is too hard. Um, I go to the, to the examples that I have in front of me, which is, of course, myself, where I wanted it to be hard. Um, like, like I told you earlier about my, my WoW Vanilla experiences. I like having those totems of distinction and success. Like, when I see a dude with, with, with a high warlord weapon, I know that guy did something. Like, that, that's a meaningful piece of gear. It's a meaningful visual to see. Um, or, like... Um, one of the ways that, thing, that things that I, I really cottoned on to in WoW Vanilla that no one else really got was a Bone Reaver's Edge, which is a two-handed weapon that applies uh. a really a really strong debuff that I real I figured out for my guild um, back in the day that it was really strong and, and we needed it in every raid. Um, also, Sword Spec. No one understood how strong Sword Spec was back in the day. This shows you how fucking of a these were the boomer days. Like oh, yeah. if you if if you could think your way out of a paper bag, you were way way out at the front. Um, and I have, now I have no idea where I was going with this tangent because I get so excited about talking about that shit. Uh, but yeah, Kantha, that'd be good to hear that music again. Oh right, well, it, it will be it will be a really fun adventure. I am really looking forward to the expansion. I have absolutely no doubt that the game will be a lot of fun to play, and it will be a very exciting time for the game at that point. Are you going to play Burning Crusade Classic? Um, you know that is an interesting question. I I think it really depends. Um. If there are if there are other options for other MMOs, then probably not. Like one of the reasons why I'm I'm playing classic is because I want to play some. Uh, I want to play other MMOs that are a bit different to Guild Wars Two, and, mm-hmm. and I really like the slightly more old school uh, experience that that um, that classic is. Mm-hmm. If something else comes along that can kind of almost do the same thing or just in in a different way. I would rather play a new game than an old game, right? Uh, when you get right down to it, right? I, you know, I yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be stuck playing like a fifth, you know, eight year old games, fifteen year old games forever. You know, I'd much rather yeah. play some new. What's your take on Ashes of Creation? Ashes of Creation is probably going to be the next actual contender 
for an MMORPG mm -hmm. uh, that will that could have the potential to be good. Like their design is good. I'm concerned about their combat system right now. They have gone in a very unusual direction, in my opinion. They've gone for a very tab target style system, which I think is a mistake. I think the days of the tab target MMO have gone yeah. and passed. Right. When they describe in it, it makes opinion, no sense to me. Like a mix of tab and and skill shot. Like what's that? What's that? Well, mean? that's Guild Wars two. But my, you know, that's that's a good thing. I, when I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, they're doing Guild Wars two combat then. Great. Um, but my problem is, is that it seems they've kind of abandoned a lot of the action elements, like the mm. more dynamic combat elements, which is a very big concern to me. But I think the game will not be released for around two years, so I'm actually not that worried about it at that point, right? Like the the most important part at this stage is getting their initial systems going, right? Like the actual core mm -hmm. mechanics mm -hmm. um, going, and then they can refine the combat and make it not crap later, mm -hmm. right? So I'm okay with it. I'll give them a pass just this once. The game seems too big to me, man. Like they're trying to do too much. Um, a lot of people probably felt that about World of Warcraft. Okay, is is what I would say. But I don't think that release state World of Warcraft was trying to do a lot. Like it I had... think for the for the time though, it was probably seen as absurdly ambitious to even attempt something like that. For the time, yeah, I suppose you're right. Although it did have EverQuest to refer to, which had done a yeah. lot of the same things in a less refined state. Yeah, and I, I think that that was the big step up that Classic made. Right, it was just you know really refining fact, all of the of other features there. Back in those days, people people saw WoW as a casual version of, of, of everquest yeah it was like a candy coated version of it it's kind of weird like a lot uh, this i actually got really trolled by this to, to slightly digress i got really trolled like everyone um one of the reasons i wanted to go play classic because i thought it was going to be a very hardcore experience like, oh this no hardcore game <laughs> and i got baited right because well i trust people right like i had no reason to doubt like why would they like randomly bullshit me like you know i had no reason to to think otherwise right but then i play the game I'm like oh yeah this is a casual game actually like you know i, I think that um even even by today's standards, WoW Classic is actually a very very casual friendly game. Um, it is, which, which, which was a, which was a big surprise. Me. I was like, Wait, yeah. what? That's, that's well, so it was unusual. played with with like, smaller communities that couldn't talk to each other back in the day. Yeah, which obviously made guides were big, shit. Uh, there were there were almost no meta builds. Everyone was playing their own homebrew for the most no, part. Completely random random stuff. That's good. You know, that's the best. It was, was the best way to be. It was more fun, but it was less refined. You know. It's like being a kid in the schoolyard versus being like a professional sports player, you know. Gaming grew up. Yeah. Gaming, dude. Big gaming. Gaming, dude. Well gaming. Teapot, we've been at this for three hours. I can go longer, man. But do you got a day to start? Uh nah. I'm good. I can go for as long as you want. You got anything else you want to ask? Hit me. Hit, oh, me, with baby. The, hit me with the good stuff. That's a Throw dangerous a question okay? to ask. What Let's the fuck go, is dude. going you on know? with build templates? Yep. Build templates. This <laughs> uh, okay. So I, I'm going to be very charitable to ArenaNet here, and I am going to give my charitable interpretation on what I think might have happened here hmm. um, to to build templates. Would you tell people who I don't think, know what build templates are what they are, real quick? Just a quick so summary. Build templates are essentially the ability to change your uh, skill loadout very very quickly without having to you know uh, manually change all your equipment pieces that mm -hmm. kind of thing uh that's that's kind of like the the lowdown on what build templates are 
Now, the problem with ArenaNet's implementation, um, there were actually a lot of things that caused problems and, and some friction with the community. Uh, but a big part of that was that it replaced a free alternative, right? By, um, ArcDPS. By a community member, ArcDPS. Mm -hmm. And ArcDPS had superior functionality, yeah. uh, essentially. Less restricted functionality, I should say. Because to be fair, the ArenaNet build templates actually do have superior functionality. Like the instant swapping is really nice and the free inventory slots are good too. But what happened here is that a lot of the developers were like, okay, we want to add build templates to the game. And what happened was that they talk, took it to management, right? And said, okay, right, yeah, we want to add build templates to our video game. And then they said, okay, how are you going to make money off it? And the guys were, well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a game feature. We don't make money off it. Uh, that's just, you know, that's not how it is. And then they said, no, 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 You've got to, you know, you've got to figure out how you're going to make money off this. So you got to, you got to, mm, yeah, give me the money, right? And so they decided to design the system in a way that basically crippled it in its usability and its consumer friendliness, but allowed them to actually ship it, right? I'm not making excuses here for reading it. But I, if the build templates weren't monetized in the way they are now, I very much doubt the feature would ever have arrived. Uh, and some people would say that this is worse than nothing because ArcDPS existed. Yeah. And that is a fair statement. I will not actually, I won't, I, you know, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you that, right? You can have that uh, if you want. However, um, that is what, I think is actually the case, right? You know, like this, this needed to be this way. And, and to kind of clarify exactly what we're talking about here with the monetization, essentially ArenaNet triple dipped on the monetization by adding an incredibly convoluted system that was very clearly designed solely around the idea that this was going to be monetized. Mm -hmm. um, there is absolutely, there was no way any sane developer would design build templates the way that ArenaNet did, uh, except if they were going to be monetized. Mm -hmm. And I get it. ArenaNet has to, they're a business, okay? But at the same time, I think you have to find that balance between making money and making a product that, you know, is actually friendly consumer to the consumer. Friendly. Uh, and I don't think build templates are that. I think... Build templates are actually shockingly anti-consumer by ArenaNet standards because ArenaNet has always been a company that is very consumer friendly, right? Uh, and is all about making a you know kind of a fair deal. And in a way, they kind of are uh, because you know really they're not going to set you back that much, I suppose. Um, if you, even if you want to, what's the cost out on them to max out a character? Right, uh, to ma oh, I mean, I I wouldn't be able to give you the number off the top of my head. Um, you want to chat, but. Now? Build templates. I mean, how, how like build templates? You know, they, it will probably cost you like four K gems to do a full character, I guess, or, or something. Okay, like that. that's kind in of that a lot. Kind of, in, in that kind of, it's probably more than that to like fully max out, but you don't, you don't like need to like max. Yeah, max like out. so, I've never used the feature, but I've read about it. There's the the three parts that are monetized are the actual gear selection, right? What gear you're wearing. Yep, and that includes things like like legendary stack configurations and runes and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the second part is your trait arrangement, traits and skills, right? Yep. What's the third part? The third part is then the ability to store templates as well. Because ArenaNet had the bright idea 
that they were going to limit the amount of build templates you can have to six per character, um, which is not the brightest idea, I'm not going to lie, um, because it turns out some characters um, kind of require uh, more than that, uh, you know, particularly if, you, if you're doing the real kicker. The real kicker is if you play more than one game mode. It yeah. actually works out kind of okay if you only play one game mode, mm -hmm. but you have a lot of problems um, you have a lot of problems if you play more than um, more than one game. Sure. Uh, like if you that's, do that's rating and world to. versus world on one character. Yeah. Yeah, I used yeah, to have right. like four or five or six different loadouts on my warrior for rating um, in, arc, in using arc back in the day when I was still doing that. And, you know, it, I probably only used two or three mainly and in, in, in either three were kind of like edge case kind of encounter specific. But... Um, or I would have one that that was kind of like my, my comfort open open world build that I would use. Um, it sounds like porting that all that functionality into the build template system would I would be out like the cost of a AAA game almost. Yeah, and that's the price of not having a sub fee. And I don't I don't really begrudge that. Like I I don't I, okay. This might be a bit of a hot take for the guilds. I don't mind that they monetize build templates. I, I'm actually kind of okay with it. Like what I don't like is they obviously designed it and gimped the system. And and what I don't like is that they made it deliberately worse because they needed to monetize it. Right? Okay. Like when when I when I like when I think of a reading it, I like to think of this company that does its best. Right? And always ships the best possible product mm -hmm. when build templates shipped it was obvious that they literally made it worse on purpose mm -hmm. right it's kind of like when a company gets exposed for planned obsolescence you know you know what i mean or, yeah. or um they they deliberately made a product worse so they could sell you an upgrade later on right, right. Like that's that's what irked me about build templates. If they'd sold an amazing system, account-wide build template slots that you can just unlock as many as you like, you can buy up to like 10 or 15 or whatever, how many will say, no problem. Mm -hmm. I'd even be okay with selling that at a higher price, right? Because they sell them for like 400 gems right now. I been if they had been account wide, I think having that at a thousand gems would have actually been fair enough. Yeah. Right. Would they have got community outrage from that? Yes. Should build templates be free? Yes. Okay. But look, guys, this isn't a sub fee game, and it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't going to get monetized. Right. That's just the reality of the situation. I'm not excusing it. Okay. But bear in mind. Okay. And this is where I win, and this is where I get to be very smug. I've always advocated for a subscription fee in MMOs. And one of my favorite things about logging into old school MMOs is that you pay the subscription fee and you log in and there are no microtransactions. I totally agree. The old school MMOs. I totally agree. And you know what, else, you know what and, I love about it? And you probably agree with this is it creates a funnel. It creates a funnel. And the people who aren't actually committed to the experience, you don't they get them. They can fuck <laughs> off and go play Candy Crush. Whoa, that's a bit a little bit toxic there, buddy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Goodness gracious me. I don't know anyone else who uh, plays that game. So I don't know, maybe it's something great there. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I of course you you're completely right here. I, I agree with this with the sentiment. Um but it, yeah, is that part uh, of being the anti MMO though? To not have a sub fee? Um yes it is it is but but i think it really actually it, it works against arena's interest in, in my opinion um, well mm -hmm. I, no it doesn't it doesn't it makes their game worse so yeah. they there the thing is though and this is a harsh reality that you're really confronted with when you when you play when you when you do anything right okay these companies are not your friends they want your money uh, and ArenaNet are not here to make the best game possible they're here to make the most money possible and so and by the way 
I, I don't want, I'm not throwing shade right now. So is Blizzard, by the way. Okay, Blizzard, they don't give a fuck, right? They That's want the your entire money. world. Blizzard want your money, right? Okay, they aren't here to make you happy, make the best game. They want to get those dollars out of your wallet into their bank account, right? Simple as that. It's very, very straightforward. And the the only reason why the build team has really upset me because it was very much a mask off moment. Um, it was mm. oh, this is a company, isn't it? Right? Oh yeah, they want my money, and they they've made their product worse um, because they want my money. And the only way they can do that um, is by making the product worse. Do you and remember also removing the free alternative as well? Yeah, remember back when Path of Fire was still fresh, and they came out with the uh, the mount loot box. And there was a community uproar, and they responded by giving a, a mount selection box for slightly more. Yeah, and you know, ArenaNet does occasionally have their, um, <laughs> you know, they occasionally have their moments where they do make a mistake, right? And you know, I suppose accidentally reveal more than they perhaps want to. You mean like with regard uh, to the the consumer friendliness of their of the? Yeah, yeah. I think they, they have a wallet. reputation. They, they have a reputation for being very, very consumer friendly, but occasionally a few things do pop up that are a bit, you know, not not so good, right? Like the loot box thing was one of them. And, and Charles, they would have kept, look, I'm just going to say it, guys, like, you know, this, this, you know, I'm off the chain now, boys. Like, ArenaNet would have kept doing that if they hadn't got called out by literally the entire game industry. Jim um, Sterling, they, too. They got, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's probably, you know, he, he's the real one you got to watch out for, absolutely. Right? You know, like when, when Jim Sterling's on you, you're, you're fucked, right? You're in trouble um at that point and yeah it, it, there, there have been a few arena does have a good track record for this but yeah sometimes they do they do make some pretty questionable decisions like build templates loot boxes very aggressive cosmetic monetization um in the game there as well yeah mm -hmm. it, it is it is a big feels bad man right there's no question of that it's not it's not ideal what's the state of the now, black the, lion chest these days uh the black lion chest yeah there's you know Arena has kind of said they they've really I mean Arena has like really gone mask off on this like they don't give a fuck dude like they they will put skins that are legendary weapon tier in the cash shop without blinking an eye okay like it, it is um it is what it is right look it's it's a microtransaction game like what do you expect like you know I you know I, I shouldn't be I should never be surprised with this right because it's exactly what you would expect so yeah it is what yeah it is. it's tough. It's tough. I'm still salty that there's no way to earn like mount skins or gliders. Well, I guess gliders, they're the legendary yeah. gliders, right? And and this is a reading that's trump card. And to be fair, it is a good trump card. Like the thing about um the thing about Guild Wars 2 is that in theory you don't have to spend real money. You can get mm -hmm. all of this stuff by, you know, just by grinding by gold. Farming you, away. You can, just by permanently farming gold. That like you can absolutely do that. And that's a good thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, that is actually something that should be praised about reading it. Doesn't but that feed problem... back into the negative phenomenon of encouraging blind, dumb players doing auto attack and open world content? Yes, just it encourages blind farming and just doing that. But it's a bit worse than that. I I think it really um, devalues the actual in-game rewards, right? Because you know, let, let's take an example. Let, let's let's do classic WoW again, right? You know, like. I got Thunder Fury, right, which is a legendary sword. Blessed and it Blade was of the Windseeker. Oh, it had yeah. an, an epic quest chain. I had to farm a disgusting amount of gold. It involved multiple raids, right? Like, we had to kill a giant raid boss to actually finish the job. That was epic. I will remember that 
for a very, very long time. That's a good probably one. Forever, okay. But when I got Incinerator in Guild Wars 2, I bought it off the trading post for about 1,000 gold because it was a long time ago, right? That yeah. wasn't that exciting, right? You know, like that, that doesn't feel very legendary to me. Well, right? classic and is such a... Sorry, finish your point. But, but you know, the, the point is, is that having... Uh, rewards and having having rewards and items and uh, you know loot attached to the in-game world has merit. Uh, it has a lot of merit, actually. I think mm -hmm. if you disconnect the reward structure of the game from the gameplay itself, all you end up doing is just incentivizing players to grind the most efficient, mindless content possible, mm -hmm. which is boring for the player, gets people burnt out. And it makes your game worse as mm -hmm. well. And yeah, not good. Okay. Cause it makes your rewards kind of meaningless, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. you want your rewards to have a bit of story behind them. You know, you yes. want, you want to, you want to have the adventure, the MMO. You don't want to feel like you're playing a trading post, right? That that's how you get your <laughs> rewards. You grind the game and then you go outside the game to get the rewards. No, the rewards and the, the, you know, the content and the story should be in the game, not outside of the game. Amen, brother. And that's kind of my that, that's my fundamental issue with with a lot of the with the way the rewards are, and, and perhaps and, and you know perhaps this is maybe one of the reasons why I find the rewards to be so meaningless in in Guild Wars, right? Mm -hmm. it, it could be this. Well, it's, it's because subverted. Um, yeah, it, it is subverted, right? None of them have any value to me because you can just I mean you know you can just buy them, right? Like yeah. why would I why would I care about that? Like there yeah. is no reason I would care my, about that. My theory about this is is um and it's not that terribly well refined, but what I love about WoW Classic is that there's a uh an actual like like social dominance hierarchy when it comes to cosmetics in that game because getting certain things means something to your point about Thunder Fury. You cannot buy the Thunder Fury skin off the auction house. You cannot buy it from blizzard directly um maybe you can in retail i don't know when you walk around with that you both experience something that brought you together with other players to do something that was not easy and you have a totem of your journey to carry with you that other players can see that's what wow always nailed for me yeah prestige right you have some prestige to go with uh with with your nice shiny items, right? And that's you know, it's all well and good having a shiny item, but if the shiny item doesn't mean anything, then it fucking sucks, right? It's no good. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of for me why I lo why I lost the thread of Guild Wars after my legendary armor because that was actually a really good goal, and it was actually kind of a fun journey. And there's all kinds of Heart of Thorns content content that really seemed like it was pointing towards that kind of game, right? There was the the the, the original implementation of the Gen Two legendaries with the uh, the crazy involved quest quest lines, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess there was a question when raids came out about whether or not about what the, what the what the rewards are going to be for those. And I remember when the River of Souls glider hit the trading post, being like, "Oh, okay, so you're not going to get that kind of shit from raids." I think the first time I remember nope. I remember seeing that. I guess there were a few like weapon skins and whatever. Um, Nothing that really stands out, but the first thing that stood out to me as a raid reward that was kind of meaningful was the Doom Throne. Is the Doom Throne tradable on the on the trading post? I don't remember. It is indeed. I'm ah, afraid. shit! It, it is indeed. What's it cost? Uh, it's actually not that expensive anymore. I should pick one up. <laughs> I've never seen it drop, by the way. I've actually never seen it drop. It hurts, man. Like, <laughs> Seriously? Uh, How many times I've have done, you killed yeah, him? 
too many right and i still haven't got it as a drop man it's unbelievable like, i'm i am never lucky dude i am never ever rubbed 300 up. gold i could easily pay that i could easily buy enough gems to convert to that much gold no problem boom boom indeed <laughs> go get them pay to progress fuck yeah shit it's not ideal is it it's not exactly what you want to see oh. right, that's how it goes what are you going to do about it, man? What are you going to do about it? Absolutely and nothing. You don't need a lot from a game you already like, you know? I already like Guild Wars. You obviously do. That's my feeling. I'm looking over the topic like list here, Teapot. Anything else that you want to talk about, man? Um, You're on I a we roll. Talked about, I, I, I talked about a hell of a lot. I mean, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, but, you know, if you got anything else, I'll do it. I'll talk about anything. I'm a gamer, dude. I'm you a are, gamer. man. Maybe we should do this again. But okay, so okay, well, here's here's a a follow up question from any time. I can tell you mean you mean that when you say it because it's uh it's what eight forty five in the morning where you are, and we started six forty six. Yeah, right and we started at three o'clock your time. So yeah, absolute gamer here, ladies and gents. Okay, some hot take kind of questions from my list here. Uh, Cantha expansion, next expansion or last expansion? Last expansion. I think this is it. I think this really is it for Guild Wars 2, for realsies this time. Guild Wars 3. Uh, you... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Guild, Guild Wars 3, I actually think, is very likely, and it will probably be what they'll try and catapult into using the expansion. They'll try and leave us on a very much, oh yeah, come and play our next game kind of thing. You might not see Guild Wars 3 for a while, though. I think it's going to be Guild Wars 2 final expansion with Cantha. It mm -hmm. is the final continent as well, bonus meme there. Um, and then after that, they're going to go ahead and do their console game. Arena will do their console game, whatever mm -hmm. that is. So I'm going to have to get a console. Um, Probably have PvP stuff. That, which will be an exciting. Uh, and then after that, then they'll do Guild Wars 3. Okay. So that was my next question. Is uh, fresh IP or, um, or same IP? Sounds like you think they're going to keep doing Guild Wars stuff. Uh, fresh IP for the... Fresh IP for the console game. Same IP for Guild Wars 3. Got it. Got it. Okay. Let's see. What else? Uh, will there be an ERP 4? ERP 4? Very unlikely. I'd probably change the name. Um, it would be, it would almost feel wrong to do it under the same name at this point. ERP was a very, uh, oh, what, what, what is the word? Time locked, right? You know, like that. It was very much a, a, of its time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and. I don't think ERP4 even makes sense at this point. It will be a different thing. It will, it, will, it will be like basically the same thing, but renamed. I would love to do another raid event and some more raid events. They're some of the best experiences I've ever had. And ERP3 probably is still the thing I'm most proud of um, mm -hmm. in my streaming career. Beautiful events. Career. Consumed all that shit. And so good. I obviously want to do better, even better next time, make an even better event. What kind so of viewership yeah, did you pull in those events? ERP3 had 17,000 viewers. Fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> how does that compare with how does that compare with like um the old Guild Wars 2 ESL games? Do you have a sense? I believe ERP3 and I I think this is true. Um it might not have been more than the really early days, but it I mean the world the the world championship for Guild Wars 2 is something like 13,000 or 14,000 viewers. Okay. So okay. I think it's one of the most highly viewed um, Guild Wars 2 competitive events of all time, if not the most. I, That's I'm amazing. Not, 
completely sure on that, but I think that is actually accurate. Yeah, that's incredible, dude. What, a, what an achievement. Bravo, honestly. Um, this is part of why I called you in my 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 hype tweet, the, the uncrowned uh, hype train conductor of Guild Wars 2. Because uh, despite, I think, all of your valid critique of the game, you are its... You are what... I feel like you are what we have right now in terms of leading the Guild Wars community. You are the, the, the loudest voice. Yeah, I do. I do yell quite a lot. I won't. And, and you're actually passionate. Yeah, I really like the game. For, for all that I, I will criticize the game, I will roast the game, but it all comes from a place of love and I want the game to be as good as it can be. Amen to that. And, yeah, and I will do my best with uh, raid events there, but yeah, uh, I'll come up with a brand new name. Or maybe I'll just call it ERP4. Watch my Twitter for an ominous giant four, or an, I'll, I'll do it as an IV because I'm a role player. <laughs> right, right. I'll look forward to that. Well, I think that uh, we're, I'm going to call it there, Teapot. This has been way more fun than even I thought it was going to be. Um, thanks for staying up. Oh, no worries, man. Uh, where can people find you? Not that anyone here doesn't know. Oh, well, you know, you can do that if you really want to. You can find me. It's very, very easy. Just Mighty Teapot, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, boom. Live basically every day, uh, you know. Depends on the, you know, depends on the weather, right? You know, I might be roasting the game. I might be praising the game. I might be angry. I might be sad. Okay. I might be overjoyed and full of energy. Who knows, right? That's why you've got to tune into the stream and find out. Okay. Find out what, what version of me you're going to get on a, on a given day, right? Get some different takes there. Get some different opinions from different versions of myself. But yes, go and watch all that stuff, guys. Every game mode, commentary, memes. Okay. Enjoy. Okay. Just do that. The and many yeah, flavors me of teapot. Hell yeah. Many flavors indeed. But yeah, you know, I really appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, as you, and of course, anytime. I mean, anytime for realsies. Okay, I'll stay up for Guild Wars 2. Don't worry about that. Uh, I'm always around. I have absolutely no life. Um, <laughs> it's a true story right there. <laughs> it's actually a true Sign story. But yeah, be definitely sure to follow the stream as well, guys. And you never know, you might catch me here again sometime uh, if I'm awake anyway. But yeah, that's it. Thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate it, dude. Absolute pleasure. Uh, for those who, who are just getting to know me, I'll just do this really quick. Um, I'm Deeg. I do a podcast. This is the podcast called Basement Side Chats. We do it live here on Twitch. I talk to people like Teapot. I talk to developers. Last week, last week I talked to uh, the lead developer of Planet Side 2. And uh, lots more to come. Um, I'm also trying to stream some video games and I think I'm actually going to be doing some Guild Wars 2. I think actually right now after we, uh, I say goodbye to Teapot and let him get some sleep. So, uh, stick around for that. And, um, my socials are here on the video. You can see them. Uh, this will all be on YouTube later and, uh, maybe on Reddit where people can yell at it. That's perfect. Thanks guys. I'm going to go get a drink. I'll be back in a minute. All right. Incredible. Incredible gaming.